Canada West and U Sports leader in kills, Kira Van Rijk, also steps out. She's going to be integral here tonight. We'll talk about that in a bit, Jake. The captain of the team, Victoria Behe, also getting the nod. And also for the Thunderbirds, stepping onto the court is number 10, Courtney Hillier. Hasn't seen too much action here, but does get the start tonight. Tessa Davis, the transfer from the University of Toronto, comes out and Sam Paco, the libero, who hasn't, who came back after not starting the season with the team, has really helped the Thunderbirds get their feet on the ground here and grab some wins in the middle of the Canada West season. And if you're looking at the game last night, it was a clean sweep for the Thunderbirds, three sets to none. What do you think led to the demise for Saskatchewan? Well, Saskatchewan just had none of their big guns going, save for Georgia Hurry, who had a season-high seven kills on a 667 hitting percentage. But Emily Kaczynski, only six kills, six attack errors. Taylor Anala, season low, one kill, season low, zero blocks. And Reagan Weave, also unaffected, hit below 100, as did Kaczynski and Anala. They only had 19 assists as a team. Just nothing went right for the Huskies and Thunderbirds actually dominated the net. Not been something that's happened often this season, but they had double the number of blocks that the Huskies did, 14 to seven, and UBC hit 340 for the game compared to just 135 for Saskatchewan. Meanwhile, on the Thunderbird side, Kira Van Rijk, huge night for her. She put up 19 kills, 24 and a half points, something of a norm almost at this point for, for the second year outside hitter. She's doing everything right for the Thunderbirds and they just keep feeding her the ball. We're underway here at War Memorial Gym. Thunderbirds with the first serve across. Handle there, back set. And now Jade Robertson coming up the middle and getting the big kill. Offense has not been the problem for UBC so far this season. They are first in Canada West in kills per set at almost 14. They're third in hidden percentage and first in aces per set. That's due to Van Rijk, third in the country in aces per set and Furlan, third in the conference in aces per set. The University of Toronto transfer, Tessa Davis sent that one across. Near side, again, dug out there by Davis for the Thunderbirds. Courtney Hillier getting it across, bit of an off-balance shot. Set here for near side, Kaczynski of the Huskies. Hillier from the far side again. The down ball doesn't get over the net and the point will be awarded to the Huskies. Hillier hitting only 141 on the season so far. She has over 20 kills on the season, but bit of a uh, stop start in, ter in terms of playing time for mo most of the season so far. Float serve across there from the Huskies. Near side, Victoria Behe, right down the middle, finding a seam in the Husky defense, getting past the outstretched hands of Taylor Anala. Behe, another player who's not been super accurate this season, hitting 144, but she is third on the team in kills, digs, and aces been a solid uh, presence as captain and a fifth-year leader on this team. At the net that time, it was the Husky player, Georgia Hurry, coming up in a big way, outpowering the Thunderbird net presence. Yeah, Hurry picking up right where she left off. She had seven kills on just nine attacks last game. She did not record a single block, though, which is odd. First time this season, she was held 2-0, and only the second time she had less than four, so she should rebound in a big way in that regard. Hillier who got the ball after the Thunderbirds had given it up her way. Sam Paco with the miscue on the original service reception. Couldn't then get it across. Hillier has been a bit off balance from that far side of the court so far early on for the Thunderbirds. This time recollected another opportunity for Hillier. 
She again is off target, this one too far. Also into the game, who's serving now for the Huskies, she's Angela Lavoie, the second year business student from Albertville, Saskatchewan. Lavoie did not have uh, much of an impact last night, zero kills and one attacker and very limited action. Kira Van Rijk with the pipe from back court. They're used to that here at War Memorial Gym. Van Rijk putting up big numbers on the board across all offensive categories. She gets the ball arguably more than anyone in all of U sports. Hillier with the serve. She sends that into her net. She's been struggling early here for the T-Birds. With, uh, with the way Hillier started, we might see first year Bryn Passen enter sooner rather than later Passen. She's improved as the years have gone on, still not hitting a great percentage, but we'll see if she enters the game. Recollected there by Furlin, and the Furlin-Van Rijk duo teams up to put another point on the board here. Four to five in favor of Saskatchewan here early on. Van Rijk takes the headlines, but Olivia Furlin just as important to this Thunderbirds team. She's second in Canada West in assists per set and really the backbone of this team gets a ton of digs, ton of blocks as well. Right on cue, Jake, you said as the serve is across now for the Huskies. It was indeed Courtney Hillier coming off the court and another big kill by Van Rijk. Huge outside presence taking over from where Hillier was struggling earlier on, but now into the game for Hillier is number 19 of the Thunderbirds, Bryn Passen. They didn't, they didn't need Passen on that play, just teed it up for Van Rijk and she slammed it home again. Three kills already in the first five Thunderbird points. We've seen some float serves across from the Saskatchewan side, some power overhanded strikes from the Thunderbirds. Bit of a rally start here, longest one of the game early on. Tessa Davis of the Thunderbirds putting an end to that quickly. And with that last point on the board, now 6-5 in favor of the Thunderbirds. Davis has been a huge addition to this team. The U of T transfer second on the team in kills with 93 now after that one. Leads the team in blocks and is third in Canada West in hitting percentage. Jade Robertson off the hands of Taylor Anala, and that'll be an ace for her. Anala, a few difficulties seeing the ball early on. There was a play sent across by Davis earlier where she couldn't collect it in the backcourt. And that time, shanking the service reception from Robertson. Another redemption chance there for Anala. Thunderbirds recollect. Back row attack from Passin. That gets through the double block of the Huskies. 8-5 in favor of UBC after they were down early. Robertson still at the line, going for those cross-court shots. Sent across here. The setter's dump from Liv Furlan, throwing her hands up in the air in excitement afterwards. Yeah, for a setter, she does like to rack up quite a few kills, is always looking for that quick dump when, when it's available. Timeout called by the Huskies. They're down nine to five here early on in the first set. On that last play, Furland saw there's absolutely no one covering the middle of the court, jumped it right on the center line. It looked like nearly all six Huskies players go for that ball, but it hit the hardwood perfectly. Head coach of UBC, Doug Reimer, you gotta think, he saw the early struggles with Courtney Hillier on the season. She's hitting just 143, or 141 rather, 
and she's only recorded 27 kills. She was getting a new kind of opportunity, but because she couldn't step up, the quick substitution for Passon seems to be paying off as the Thunderbirds have stormed back to regain the lead. Yeah, Passon also up and down this season. She's hitting just 0.67 on the year despite recording 58 kills, fifth on the team. A lot of errors, a lot of kills, so Coach Reimer will probably keep things loose moving forwards with regards to either Hilly or Passon, whichever one gets it going will probably get the line share of the minutes any given night. Back in play here after the timeout. Another float serve across there from Robertson. Near side Analark tries to tip it over. Doesn't see any results. Van Rijk, a strike from far side of the court, right down the heart of this Husky defense. They don't know what to do with her right now. That's the third side, third time rather, this game she's just risen up on that far side, powered at home, absolutely no answer for the Huskies on Van Rijk's cross-court attacks. 10-5 in favor of the Thunderbirds. They're on a bit of a roll right now. Reversely, the side out will happen after Jade Robertson sends her serve too long. Georgia Hurry with the ball here, fifth year from Summerlin, British Columbia. Hurry from the baseline. Float serve was collected at last second by Van Rijk. They almost opted to let it go. Back at the near side, Liv Furlan rising up. Nice job by Paco to get that ball to her. Furlan showing a bit of uh, the outside hitter role that she played for the vast majority of last year, but with the departure of Alessandra Gentile, she shifted more to a set of role, though of course she can still uh, get a lot of kills and get a lot of aces, as she just did right there. Completely handcuffed the Huskies defense. Liv, Liv Furlan and Kira Van Rijk both are incredible from the service line. They're actually top two and three in all of Canada West. Or is it one and third? It's one and three. Ball sent across, Huskies do the best they can. It'll be a free ball here for the Thunderbirds. Even though the jump was mistimed by Tessa Davis, she's so tall and lanky that she was able to get a fingertip on it and drop it right in the middle of this Husky hardwood. They've really struggled collecting the ball right down the middle of the court. And Thunderbirds picking up right where they left off last night, hitting almost 500 to start off this first set. Anala from the near side for the Huskies, dug out nicely by Passin. Kira Van Rijk, another kill off the hands of Avery Allard. It looks almost too easy for Van Rijk right now. They're just running the same play over and over. She's getting it right on that far side sideline and powering it to the backcourt. Liv Ferlin, a much harder serve from her that time, doesn't prove fruitful. Goes too far and will give the side out back to the Huskies Allard. Avery Allard sending that one across, handled by Passon. Back set from Furlin to the near side here for Van Rijk. Another opportunity for her. That time she rose up from the back row and still puts another kill up on the board. Six kills already for Van Rijk. She's averaging five kills a set for the month of November, almost 19 a game. She's been unstoppable these last few weeks. Big reason for the Thunderbirds' improved performance as a team. That time, with all of her success from the service line and on court, she also does put up quite the error count. I mentioned she sees the ball the most. As we just saw, she committed a service error. She also has the most total errors in all of Canada West from the service line and from the court. Dug out there by Van Rijk. Back set from Furlan to Behe. That will put the score at 16-8. Technical timeout. The teams will swap sides as Jade Robertson was a bit over anxious there for the Thunderbirds trying to get in and see some more action. 
not realizing that they had already reached 16 so quickly. And really, I hadn't either. That was a very quick first 16 points for the Thunderbirds after they were originally down. Yeah, well, they're now hitting almost 600 from the from the from the field while Saskatchewan only 100 as a team Thunderbirds this year they've been a bit feast or famine when it comes to their errors they do have four service errors compared to two aces but they have 14 kills on just 19 attacks crazy efficiency so far meanwhile the Saskatchewan side has just one kill so far tonight the lone kill coming from Georgia hurry they've got some points on the board but mostly due to Thunderbird errors yeah, Thunderbirds three attack errors, four service errors, that's seven of Saskatchewan's eight points. And Hurry, the only Saskatchewan Husky to get on the board on the offensive end. Neither team even has a block. So Saskatchewan is gonna have to do quite a lot more to try and impose themselves on this game. Especially against Kira Van Rijk, already at six kills, as you had mentioned early on. The game plan has been the same for the Thunderbirds in the month of November. Kira Van Rijk actually started off pretty shaky. She was hitting just over a buck 50 in the month of October, and then come November, she's turned into her full form, the Kira Van Rijk that all Thunderbird fans are used to. And since then, they just keep giving her the ball, and teams don't be able, they don't seem to be able to stop her. Coming out of the technical, now into the game is number 17, Casey Jost for the Thunderbirds. She got the serve across near side, Kaczynski, First time we saw some real power out of this Husky side. Kaczynski again, she's double blocked at the net by the duo of Behe and Robertson. Thunderbirds coming away with the point. Now Kaczynski unable to get anything going so far. She was held to single digit kills last night for only the second time, rather the third time this season. The previous two times she responded with huge games, but that has not been the case so far as the Thunderbirds get another ace from Jost, usually a libero, but is come in as a uh, serve eligible player and it's pay dividends. Casey Jost, not seeing as much time now with Sam Paco back, but she is doing quite nicely from the serve line early on with some different float looks. Joust at the net comes out in the favor of the Huskies this time. Able to put a point on the board after the technical, it's 18-9, favor of the UBC Thunderbirds. That was Mandy Fraser, the first year middle. She's really the only player besides Hurry to have a decent hitting percentage last night. She hit 231 for four kills. Fraser now at the service line for the Huskies. Sends that one across, handled by Jost. Set here for passing on the far side of the court. Kept alive by the Huskies. Free ball now for the Thunderbirds. Liv Furlan set down the middle for Behe. And it's been that middle area of the court that the Husky side has really struggled with. They've done okay from the outside, save of course when it's Kira Van Rijk hitting. But right down the middle, there seems to be a, a gap in their defense. Yeah, the Thunderbirds game plan has been either Van Rijk on the far side or a rotating cast of hitters down the middle and Saskatchewan has been completely powerless this game. Another free ball across here for the Thunderbirds. Plenty of time, it's passing from the far side. It is kept alive by Allard, and on the near side, it will be Kaczynski putting it away and giving the Saskatchewan team a point. Kaczynski finally getting on the board. You're not gonna keep her silent for the entire game given how good she is. Fourth in Canada West in kills, but Thunderbirds done a great job of severely limiting her and Analush. Back set there from Ferlin to Jade Robertson is blocked as the play was snuffed out nicely by the Huskies. 
That was Hurry and Kaczynski teaming up there. Hurry will definitely want to get back up at the net. She had zero blocks last night, first time all season. She didn't record a single one. You wonder if Liv Furlan's classic back set is starting to become a bit too telegraphed for this team. They're starting to be able to read when it's coming. Set there. Now into the game for the Thunderbirds is Kayla Oxlin, the other setter. Oxlin, long set over to Furlan who thought she got the point, but indeed the point will be awarded here to the Husky side as I believe Furling got the last finger on it and went out of play. Yeah, as has happened quite a few times this season, as soon as Oxlin comes in, Furland shifts back out to that outside hitter roll. Not a great set from Oxlin the first time, but Thunderbirds go for it again, and they again are unable to convert. Oxlin to Furland leads to Furland hitting it straight into the net. Berlin got the look from the outside of the court where we saw Kira Van Rijk and Courtney Hiller at the beginning of the game have very different outcomes. Served by the Huskies, handled by Van Rijk through the middle, late tip over by Robertson, play is kept alive. Going for the wipe was Kaczynski. Thunderbirds will be awarded the point she couldn't find a fingertip. She tried to go around that double block, tried to hug that sideline, but hit it just outside the near side. Bryn passing out the service line 20 to 13 in favor of UBC. Passing with the long serve. She was standing actually where the baseline for UBC basketball regulations are. Liv Berlin with a slam at the net. Kaczynski doing all she could with the solo block, but no chance for her. Berlin's taking quite a break from setting duties late in the set. She does have 13 assists already. That was her third kill of the game. A tired Kaczynski will take a seat. Coming into the game for the Huskies is Reagan Weeb. Bryn Passen, floater across. An outstretched Taylor Anala cannot collect and that will be another ace for the Thunderbirds. 22 to 13 here in this first set of action. Given how far back passing is standing from the baseline. Do you think it would give Saskatchewan more time to read where the ball is coming? But for whatever reason, Passin's uh, flight of the ball on that serve completely befuddled the Huskies' backcourt defense. Kara Kovacs into the game for Furlan here. Set near side for the recently substituted Weeb. Play is kept alive. Far side for Van Rijk. And it seems that every time she goes up, a point is put on the board. Here again, making it now 23 to 13, straight through the hands of the attempted double block of the Huskies. Yeah, Hurry and Allard both got up well to challenge that one, but just could not get any meaningful contact on that from Van Rijk. Seven kills now for the second year superstar. Thunderbirds looking for two more to close out this first set. 23-13 is the score. Backside here for Hurry. I believe she was looking for a tip off a Thunderbird blocker. She doesn't get it. Point will be awarded here to UBC. Passing is still at the line. Set point now as she steps back for what will likely be another very long looking serve. A floater across, a near ace again for her. It is dug out, but a free ball here for Thunderbirds. That time it was Kovacs. Her strike nearly broke the defense of the Huskies. Back set from Oxland. That time Robertson does send it too far. Huskies live to see another point. Given that UBC will have another 10 set points, you'd probably bet on them being able to close out this set sooner rather than later. 
sent across there by Weave. Hit off the face, I believe, of Jost. Long set there by Hurry. Kept alive here by the Thunderbirds. Oxlin back set. Play will be whistled dead as a double touch violation called against the Thunderbirds. Oxland a little bit shaky, first year setter so far, has had a couple awkward sets to Furlan and that time, uh, unforced error there with the double touch as she tried to back set it. Weeb still serving here for the Huskies, handled by Van Rijk. Set back to Van Rijk there by Oxland, a huge smash. You have to see the face of Casey Jose on the court there for the Thunderbirds. Pure awe by her, Kira Van Rijk so strong. You wonder what the miles per hour is, or kilometers per hour rather, coming off of those strikes from Kira Van Rijk. That will close out the first set of action, 25 to 15 for Thunderbirds. The stat of that set, Kira Van Rijk, 1,000 hitting percentage, eight kills on eight attacks, absolutely perfect performance from her. Victoria Behe also three kills on just three attacks. Thunderbirds getting absolutely whatever they wanted against the Huskies who are unable to put together any sort of run and they only have still three kills as a team. Kaczynski, Fraser, and Hurry with one each. But at, again, nothing for Anila, nothing for Weave so far. And Kaczynski's been rather quiet as well. They actually took her out of the game. Head coach Mark Dodds thought maybe she needed a mental break. She was getting stuffed at the net by the blocking duos or sometimes even trios of this Thunderbird team. And what the Thunderbirds weren't doing earlier in the season was getting digs and blocks. And it seems that they've turned that around here against this Husky side. A big part of that is Samantha Paco, the fifth year libero returning to action after originally planning on taking the year off for her studies. She evidently found a way to balance her schooling enough to feel confident returning to the court. And the Thunderbirds are four and one since she has returned to action. A huge part of this team along with Van Wright, Furland, Davis, and everyone else. Even though she is the principal libero now for this Thunderbird team, veteran, fifth year, put up great numbers last year. I want to say fifth in Canada West and digs for her as well. But now, but now the Thunderbird side also has seen Casey Jost find some different opportunities. We saw her from the service line earlier. Yeah, she's probably the Thunderbird that's been most affected by the return of Paco. She was the unquestioned starter for this team the first few weeks of the season, but if D Coach Reimer is able to find ways for Jost to contribute in other ways with like her serving, that will help the team even more and of course help Jost improve in her rookie season. Sam Paco was indeed fifth overall last year in Canada West for Diggs, coming in at a cool 325 in the season. She's really improved this defensive front the other two liberos weren't doing too well, o averaging just over a dig and a half per set each. Meanwhile, Paco's up right now over 3.4 to start the night to start the season for her. What do you think Saskatchewan needs to do in the next set if they're trying to bounce back here? They got swept last night. It's been four straight set wins now for the Thunderbirds. It really has to be at the net. They were completely dominated there last night. Was big reason why they were swept. On the season so far, they are only ninth in both blocks per set and kills per set. And a great way to get kills is if you're able to get those big blocks, big momentum swinging blocks. And that's really what they need right now. They need some sort of galvanizing moment, one of their players to come up with some big momentum swinging play. 
The stat that says it all so far is the kills category. UBC at 18 compared to the Huskies three early on. Kira Van Rijk leading the way for UBC with eight through just one set. Thunderbirds also hitting 344 in that first set, very similar to what they hit for the game last night. Well, Saskatchewan hitting zero, three kills, three attack errors on their 19 attacks. Huskies also without an ace on the night. Thunderbirds with four of them. In addition to four service errors, they take some more risks from the line, but it seems that the momentum from their aces has paid off early on. Ready to start the second set of action here tonight. Thunderbirds leading 1-0 after a 25-15 first set win. Similar, similar look on the court here for the Thunderbirds. Near side, Kira Van Rijk. It's dug out there nicely by Kaczynski, who sends it right back to the second-year phenom, Kira Van Rijk, who can't get the dig. There's Van Rijk's first attack that did not end up in Thunderbird kill. It was probably unlikely she was going to keep hitting 1,000 for the entire game. Sent across by Allard. Collected by Passen. Thunderbirds sent across more or less a free ball after a pipe attempt from the back. Set here to Kaczynski, who goes for the tip across and outstretched Van Rijk again falls short. And that was a case of Thunderbirds really having to give the Huskies a free ball there. It were, gave Saskatchewan really a good chance to set up their offense. Saskatchewan took advantage. UBC did a great job in that first set of always having Saskatchewan be the reactor to everything going on. Sent across again there by Allard. Thunderbirds, Kira Van Wright coming through with a huge swing. She's blocked at the net, however, by a duo of Huskies who again come through for a second time. Liv Ferlin trying to put an end to it. Her, her kill attempt will go too far and the point will be awarded the Huskies who are a, a quick 3-0 lead here in the second set trying to change their fortunes. And that's the big net plays I was talking about. The duo of Curry and Fraser completely stuffed Van Rijk here on the near side twice, allowing the Huskies to get the point as they get another, or rather, Thunderbirds get a point there as the serve attempt was just a bit too long. 3-1 now for the Huskies. Floater from Allard was sent across too far, giving the ball now to Tessa Davis, number 12, one of the many transfers or new faces on this Thunderbird team. Roll shot there by on the near side by Kaczynski. The double block was off time because of it. Kaczynski coming away with the point, having to be a bit more inventive to get some kills on the board for her tonight. Kaczynski back at the baseline to serve. The floater drops in after all the Thunderbirds were thought, thought that it was going too far. Bit of a risky play there by Behe. She thought it was going to go just long, completely ducked out of the way of that serve and it landed perfectly on the baseline for an ace. Indeed, right on the middle of that two inch baseline strip. But the Thunderbirds clapping back in a big way. Jade Robertson coming through right down the middle again. They are chasing two to five, but at the service line is Liv Ferlin. Third in all of Canada West in service. Aces, she sends that one too far. And with how much Van Rijk and Ferland both gun for aces rather than just being happy putting the ball into play, it's very much a feast or famine approach for the Thunderbirds. Sometimes pays off great, like last night where Ferland had five aces. Sometimes it's more like tonight where she has one ace and two errors on the service line. Mandy Frazier sending across for the Huskies. Free ball now for the Saskatchewan side. Anala, cross-court attack. Sam Paco, who recently came into the game, couldn't handle that one. Uncharacteristic of her. 
Anala finally gets on the board, and again, it was a free ball from the Thunderbirds that allowed Saskatchewan to calmly set up a strong play for a cross-court attack on that far side for one of their leaders. Frazier, handled there by Passen, Kira Van Rijk. Bump set here to Behe. Behe wants the call, won't get it. Saskatchewan awarded the point again, two to eight here. Head coach Doug Reimer, right on cue, taking a timeout. Behe was looking for the touch, I believe off the hands of Ange Angela Lavoie, doesn't get the call. And they are chasing six here after having beat the Huskies in the first set by 10 points. Yeah, I'm surprised Coach Reimer did not call a timeout earlier, a few points ago in the set because Saskatchewan has come out completely on fire here. Thunderbirds look almost lifeless at times. Curry, Frazier both been getting uh, up at the net, challenging UBC's attack much better so far. While the Thunderbirds just been unable to get anything going, they've given way too many free balls to the Huskies, allowing them to build that momentum that's led to this early lead. Huskies two kills early on here while the Thunderbirds have committed two errors and just put up one kill on the board. Hoping to keep it up, Kaczynski now has four kills on the night. Something that she hopes to keep building on after what you mentioned was a bit of a quiet night for her yesterday. Yeah, she's the only one on Saskatchewan with more than one kill though, so we'll, we'll see if they try to get other players involved as well. Back in play, Thunderbirds find their way back on the board as Behe on the near side gets it through the double block attempt by the Huskies. It was not a great block attempt there from Hurry and Lavoie. It was a bit of an off-speed shot from Behe from the backcourt, and it managed to slip through the two Huskies' fingers and drop down right at their feet. Kira Van Rijk with the service slam into her own net off the bottom of her tape. And there's that feast or famine approach I'm talking about. If you're serving the ball as hard as you're hitting it on your, uh, your kill attempts, that's going to lead to a lot of net hits. Center cross here by Lavoie. Nice job by Furlan just to keep that ball alive and in play. Free ball here for the Huskies. Turns out in their favor as Georgia Hurry gets it above the head of the shorter Sam Paco. Huskies are rolling right now and I've been a broken record so far this set, but again, it was a free ball. Van Wright hit it across even though they still had another touch available to them and Hurry made them pay. Handled by Paco. Backset here from Furlan. Different look for Behe. She's blocked at the net by a duo of Hurry and Anala. Lavoie still at the service line. It's three to 11 now in favor of Saskatchewan. Lavoie sending across, handled by Passen. Back set from Furlan, back to Passen. A diving shape Bolu. Can't keep that one in play for Saskatchewan. It will give UBC another point, but still trailing by seven here. Now we're nearing the technical timeout. Thunderbirds, given the hole that they've put themselves into, they're gonna need to start a run sooner rather than later if they don't want this game to get tied up. Jade Robertson with that serve. Huskies on the far side, Anala getting it through the hands of Tess Davis and Victoria Behe. Taylor Annalyn, her fourth year, originally from Dinsmore, Saskatchewan. Thunderbirds, it's passing on the near side, slammed but handled by, by Bolu in the back row. But on the return, Thunderbirds getting the point. Nice slam there 
from Victoria Behe. Very opportunistic kill there from her. Bolu didn't control it as well as uh, she hoped. It popped back over the net to the Thunderbird side, and Behe, without any second thought, immediately slammed it back home. Free ball across here for the Thunderbirds. See what they're able to do with it. That classic roundhouse wheel play that the Thunderbirds love to run. Another opportunity there from Tessa Davis, and that will get Thunderbirds the point. Second attempt on a very similar look, back to back. Yeah, they ran the exact same play twice in a row. Furland backsetting it to Davis, who curls around to the outside to hit it directly cross court. Worked the second time. Two nice close sets in a serves rather from Behe in a row. Ball still in play here, passing on the near side, slammed off the hands of Anila. At the net, the tall hurry pokes it not once, but twice over the net. Thunderbirds did have some time to recollect. She stuffs them at the net with some help from Avery Allard. Meanwhile, the ball is still in play, but Kaczynski puts an end to it on a beautiful line shot. Georgia Hurry has been huge so far this set for Saskatchewan, get it, managing to get up to challenge absolutely everything, getting her hands on quite a few attacks there, completely shutting down Passin on this near side on that last play. Standing at six foot two, quite literally being a huge presence up at the net as well. Bryn Passin finding a seam in the Husky defense. That's what the Thunderbirds were doing all of the first set. They're gonna need to find that magic touch again if they wanna claw back, still trailing six here. 7-13 in favor of Saskatchewan. And that's the first time Hurry was not able to get up for the block there. It was Allard and Fraser, and neither of them were able to get their hands on it. Float set sent across by Passan. Far side, Kaczynski sends a bit of a teardrop across. Nice dig by Passan. Near side, Kira Van Rijk, making her presence felt here once again after a monstrous first set. Yeah, that was her first kill of the set. Thunderbirds need to get Van Rijk much more involved if they want to come back here in the second set. Passing with her long serve across again, handled by Anila. Set across here and a bit of a push attempt to get it over from Kaczynski. Kaczynski gets, gets the ball back again. Cross court shot, can't find the line. Point will be awarded to UBC. Huskies are really feeding Kaczynski there, trying to get their star player going. It's really worked at the start of the set, but it's not been working recently as the Thunderbirds look to slowly claw their way back. They're now down four, 13 to nine, as coach Mark Dodds calls a timeout for the Huskies. Mark Dodds entering his fourth season as head coach of the Saskatchewan side. They've not made the playoffs yet during his tenure. They finished either ninth or 10th in the conference each of the last three seasons. As a player, Dodds actually played for the Huskies men's team, and he's third in school history in kills. He won the national championship as a player all the way back in 2004. Last year they did finish at just nine and 15 for 10th in Canada West. Meanwhile, this Thunderbird side won the U Sports Championship. If Saskatchewan is going to make it to the playoffs this year, they're gonna need to start their run soon as they have lost seven in a row. They're now two and seven, second last in the conference. They swept Brandon to start the season, but it's all been downhill from there. So if they're unable again to pick up the win tonight, might have to start looking forward to next season already for the Huskies. Meanwhile, the Thunderbirds are on a three game win streak, much in thanks to Sam Paco's return. But we resume play here as we near the technical in the second set, a long serve from Passan then proved th in the Thunderbirds favor as Kira Van Rijk went up for a nice block on the near side. Fraser looked a little bit unsure of herself as she went for that one. 
6-2, same as Hurry, but not nearly the big presence that uh, the fifth year has been so far in the second set. Thunderbirds catching up. It's just 10 to 13 now after what was at one point an eight point differential between the two teams. However, Kaczynski doing her best to maintain her team's lead. Similar to Van Rijk in the first set, Kaczynski has set up shop on that far side and the Huskies repeatedly feeding her and it's been more positives than negatives when they get her the ball out there. Avery Allard sending this one across. Beautiful no-spin serve from her. That'll get the ace for the Huskies. 10 to 15, just one away from the technical. Passin was standing right in the perfect position. She didn't have to move her feet for that one, but was completely handcuffed by that serve from Allard. Coming in like a knuckleball, we'll see if she offs for the same float serve. A bit more spin on this one, maybe not quite as clean of a strike. Thunderbirds capitalizing on the opportunity. Kira Van Rijk from the near side with a huge line shot for the Thunderbirds. First player to reach double digits tonight game, high 10 kills for Van Rijk, already over half, already uh, halfway to 20, which she's been putting up quite regularly in recent weeks. Serve from Tess Davis, handled by Beaulieu. Near side Kaczynski. Van Rijk almost was able to get the block off, but it seemed that it actually got trapped in between her hands and next to her body and sort of spun in, in place. That will bring us to the technical 11 to 16. Thunderbirds are trailing in the second set after a big win for the Thunderbirds, 25-15 in that first, first uh, set of play. Emily Kaczynski has come alive. She's got six kills in this set. For that most recent one, she came back due to the near side, but her first five were all on that far side, on the sideline, really getting it past the Thunderbirds double block almost every time, even with Van Rijk. Her 6-2 frame at the net, Kaczynski was still able to put it through, showing why she has been one of the best in Canada West so far and uh, with regards to kills. Emily Kaczynski in her third year from Jansen, Saskatchewan. She's fourth in Canada West in kills right now at 121. And she's bumped up her kills per set rate from 2.6 to 3.6 so far this season. With the increased workload for her, it's it's paid off. She's been able to fill that role that this team has needed. Yeah, she's also third on the team in blocks, fourth in digs, first in aces. She's really a do-it-all player for this team, similar to Anila, though Anila has had a bit more difficult of a time tonight trying to integrate herself into the Huskies attack. And you were talking about Georgia Hurry's big presence at the net earlier. She leads this team in blocks coming into this game 33 of them. She's also fourth in the team in kills. Bit of a versatile player in that fashion. She had a season high seven kills last night on just nine attacks. Back in play here. Thunderbirds, it's Liv Furland dropping in a beauty of a teardrop. No one was within three feet of that ball. It looked like it was Patco that set up Furland there. Furland once again drifted to that outside area. Berlin with the serve again, handled by Beaulieu. Set from Allard to Anila. Nice dig there by Paco, and that's what she does best. Keeps the play alive and gets the ball back after a set to Kiara Van Rijk, who brings it home for the Thunderbirds and gets a point for them. And there's the three leaders of the team, Paco with a good dig. Berlin, bit of an awkward control, but perfect bump set to Van Rijk, who hits it home for the kill. Berlin getting a little help from the home tape. It clicks off the top of the net and drops him for a service ace. Furlan probably wasn't planning on uh, skirting that close with the ball hitting the top of the net, but given how it 
Landon on the Husky side, I'm sure she's just happy with it as that time plays uh, with fire a bit too much and does hit this one into the net. Side out will give the ball back to the Huskies. It will be Man Mandy Frazier with the ball. Frazier sends it across. Her slow serve travels just too far. Smart play there by Passin. And we'll give the ball right back to the Thunderbirds after the service error. Thunderbirds have now cut the lead to two. 17 to 15 now for the Saskatchewan as Van Rijk is taken out for Jost, who is subbed in specifically for serving purposes as she was in the first set. Trailing by just two now. Casey Jost will do her best from the service line. Nearly gets it in, but Bolu, the libero of the Huskies, doing a good job keeping it alive. Near side for Passin. There was three Huskies in the area, but no one really went up to go get that ball. Yeah, it was the first time in a while that Hurry was unable to keep that ball on the Thunderbird side as her and Lavoie had to go directly between them. Overpowered by the Thunderbird side. This time, the tape again. Maybe it's a bit of home court luck. You don't know exactly, but another ace for the Thunderbirds, this time from Casey Jost. And for the first time in the second set, things are knotted up. Thunderbirds getting a bit lucky with two aces now of balls that heavily hit that top of the tape but bounced over. Casey Jost, the floater across. This time it's handled by Paco. Nice job keeping that ball alive. It was a strong attack from the Husky side. Near side net, passing keeps getting stuffed. Veteran play there by Paco. Minimal time to react, but let that ball go as it traveled just a few inches beyond the near sideline. Yeah, Passing got the white there, probably not what she was intending, but as you mentioned, great read from Paco to keep her cool and give the Thunderbirds a lead with a strong read of the play. It was a bit of an over bump there from the Saskatchewan side. Thunderbirds got the ball back. Saskatchewan has been doing a good job blocking at the net as of late. Far side there for Anala. The smash is handled by effectively what is really a second libero for the Thunderbirds. However, Saskatchewan comes away with a point. That was Hurry again with the solo block. She has completely owned the one-on-one matchup with Passin so far in this set especially, and we are now nodded back up at 18. Jost does her job, ties things up. It's 18 all, and Kira Van Rijk will step back into the game for the Thunderbirds. Lavoie gets it across, handled by Paco. Back set from Ferlin Abihi, who opts for the teardrop. It doesn't fall into hardwood. Thunderbirds just able to keep it alive. Nice outstretched arm there by Ferlin. Back on the Husky side. Bump set here. The pipe from backcourt looking for a tip, and they'll get it are the Huskies. That was Kaczynski. Yeah, Kaczynski from the back row hit it straight down the middle and looked like must have hit a uh, Thunderbird finger as it traveled through to the the backcourt. Now coming into the game for the Saskatchewan side is number 11, Alexandra Frank. Allie Frank. She started most of the games early on in the season before having her uh, starting role taken by Allard. We'll see what she's able to do now that she's back into the game. Also into the game for the Husky side is number 14, Olivia Matten Mattern. She's from Sus Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Ball back in play here. Bryn Passen. She stepped up her play in a big way for the Thunderbirds here today when they've needed her. In a quieter set for Kira Van Rijk, she's really helped out the offense of the Thunderbirds side. They've been going to Passin a lot here on the nearest side. She's been 
blocked or deflected quite a few times, but she's also got her fair share of kills. Jade Robertson getting it just above the net. Great job by the Thunderbirds, just keeping it alive. Not sure if it'll make it across. What started that was a huge spike on the far side from the Huskies. Yeah, that was Hurry with the spike. Furland did her best diving to the floor to keep that ball alive, but the Thunderbirds were unable to get it back over the net. At times, it seems that Furland almost can act as a libero. She's a very versatile player. Both these teams really have a, a utility player of sorts where they'll put up stats across the board. For the Thunderbirds, it's Furland, and for the Huskies, it's Anala. Anala. 20 to 20 now, this set's gonna come right down to the wire. Float serve handled. Both these teams have opted for the float serve. Save Kira Van Rijk as a diving brim pass and nearly crashes into the scorer's box. Huskies will get the point. They hold a one point lead now, 20 to 21. As a powerful attack there from Anala. Passing nearly going right in over the scorer's table. She tried to keep that one alive, but point for Saskatchewan. Hurry, just getting it off the top of the net. Thunderbirds do keep the ball alive on a nice effort by Kira Van Rijk. Getting across there is passing. More or less a free ball here for the Huskies. Danae Shepard, welcome to the court. Solo block for her. She hardly had to jump. She was lucky that she, for the Thunderbirds, she was able to get it. She had absolutely no support. The only player within five feet of that attack, but she got all of it and dropped it right back down to the Husky side for her first kill of the game, right as she enters. Pass in, long serve, sent across. Set for Kaczynski on the far side of the court. Kaczynski gets it across, kept alive by Shepard. Near side, it's Van Rijk. She tries to tip it across, snuffed out by the Husky side. Van Rijk this time says she'll go for the bigger kill. Puts a little extra oomph behind it and gets, gets the points on the board for the Thunderbirds. 22-21 now in favor of UBC. 17 was the score where these two teams finally found themselves knotted up. Thunderbirds clawed all the way back from an eight point deficit and now have the lead here late in the second set. Passin sends across a beauty of a float serve. Kaczynski from the far side looking for that back far corner, can't quite get it. Point will be awarded to UBC. Kaczynski looked convinced on that one that it had deflected off the Thunderbirds. Saskatchewan started celebrating before they realized the official had given the point to the Thunderbirds as Coach Dodds calls a timeout here for Saskatchewan as UBC inching closer to a second set victory. They are now two points away, up 23 to 21. We saw some recent substitutions for this Husky side. This was after the Thunderbirds had clawed their way back in on some nice service attempts from both Jost and before that Passin, and now it's Passin again. Meanwhile, when since they've substituted in these new players that include Ali Frank and Olivia Mattern, they've actually found themselves trailing. Thunderbirds have done a lot better job in the second half of this set containing Emily Kaczynski and the Huskies have been unable to establish anyone else on the team as a consistent option. Both Anala and Hurry, only two kills each. Fraser with one and no one else on the board with kills besides Kaczynski's nine. Thunderbirds looking for a early two to none set count lead. They're gonna need two more points in the second set to get there. 
Kuczynski from the far side. The ball is back in play. Nice dig by Paco. It nearly hit the ceiling. Van Rijk. And a stunned Husky player. That was Mandy Frazier. Doesn't know what to do with Van Rijk on that near side. Yeah. She looked <laughs> very uh, confused as to how she was unable to keep that ball in play, but Van Rijk just hits it so hard. Unless you block, the, block it perfectly, it's probably going to end up a wipe flying off the court for a Thunderbird point. Frank, back set here. Ball's kept alive. It was sent over by Mattern. Kira Van Rijk, she thought she was able to close out the set, but she hit the antenna on the way. The error will give the Huskies second life here late in this second set. 24-22, still three set point opportunity, or rather two set point opportunities for the Thunderbirds if they don't want this one to go into extras. Avery Allard has now re-entered the game for the Huskies. For the serve, she'll have to serve at least two points in a row here if the Huskies are gonna stay alive and stave off a fifth consecutive set defeat to the Thunderbirds dating back to last night. Also back in for the Huskies is number 16, Angela Lavoie. Allard sends this one across, handled nicely by Paco. Kira Van Rijk on the near side, looking for the tip, they get it, and that will end this second set. Kira Van Rijk, what a huge presence she's been here tonight and really all season for this Thunderbird team. Yeah. The duo of Fraser and Lavoie, again, unable to handle Van Rijk here on the near side as the sophomore puts her mark on, continues to put her mark on this game. She now has 14 kills through two sets. Looks good to continue her uh, strong average of 19 over the last few weeks. And with the Thunderbirds up two sets to none, they will look for a perfect weekend sweep of the Huskies. Meanwhile, the Saskatchewan side is gonna have to change up something late if they wanna keep themselves out of the dual sweep. It's really only been Kaczynski putting up offensive numbers for the Husky side so far. Nine kills on the night for her. Anna the next highest with just two, tied with Georgia Hurry. Hurry has been great at the net, but they're gonna have to change up some aspects of their game if they wanna come away with a set win. They lost what was an eight point lead in that second set. They came on very strong early in that second set, but the story of this weekend so far through the five sets that these two teams have played in the last 24 hours that Saskatchewan has just been unable to get any of their offense going for a consistent period. And after a three nothing sweep last night and down two nothing here, We'll have to see if Saskatchewan's able to generate any sort of momentum or belief that they can turn this game around. And on court, we're having a few awards given out. We'll take a quick break here and come right back to you guys in just, uh, just over three minutes.
back here at War Memorial Gym. Jacob Ayer and Jake McGrail coming to you on Canada West TV and CITR 101.9. The Thunderbirds are leading 2-0 in set count here against the Saskatchewan Huskies tonight. Kira Van Rijk has been a force for the Thunderbirds, but also the play of the setter Liv Ferlin tonight has really been what has separated these two teams. Yeah, her stats, good as always, but even though they haven't been incredible so far tonight, it's still a very big difference. It's still very clear that she's able to run this team so well. Things work so much smoother for the Thunderbirds when she's in that lead setter role. Meanwhile, also for the Thunderbirds, we've seen some nice substitutions where actually it was usual libero, Casey Jost, coming in from the service line. She's put up some big aces in moments where it was momentum changing for the Thunderbirds, and her late ace in that second set is what ended up giving the momentum to the Thunderbirds to come away with the second set win. And on the side of the Huskies, Kaczynski had a strong second set. Hurry has played well defensively, but besides that, no one on Saskatchewan has really been able to establish themselves as a threat. Avery Allard only 11 assists for the setter so far compared to 26 for Furlan. Taylor Anala, Anala rather, only three kills so far tonight, no blocks for her, no, only two digs. And for someone who's been such a strong force for this Huskies team throughout this season, it's very strange to see Anala struggling so much both last night and so far tonight. Back here, things underway now for the third set of action between the Thunderbirds and the Huskies. Starting it off strong for the Thunderbirds is Jade Robertson at the net, but I think she was called on what she doesn't really believe for a net violation. Point will be awarded to the Huskies, it seems. Captain Victoria Behe will go over to the officials to ask about the call. I believe Robertson thought she came away with the point as well. From my viewpoint up here, I didn't see any net touch, but. Robertson was very sure of herself, it seemed, given how strongly she was celebrating that attack, but it's Saskatchewan on the board first as Kaczynski. That's why, the that's why the officials are right on the net. They can see the slightest movement. Huskies awarded the point here. Kira Van Rijk doing her best job to get them back in the game. Puts the ball right on the baseline, ties things up and gets the ball back into the hands of Jade Robertson. Van Rijk, 15 kills, one attack error this game. Only 20 total attempts, hitting 700 for the game. Absolutely insane offensive performance from her. Huskies, it's Allard getting that one across. Rather, Anala. Tess Davis on the near side for the Thunderbirds, handled nicely by the Saskatchewan defense. Passing with the dig now for UBC. Kira Van Rijk, back row, cross-court attack. Dug out by Bolu. But then up at the net, Brooke Listwin, who's recently into the game for the Saskatchewan side, didn't properly time her jump and couldn't get the tip across. Interesting to see Listwin into the game. She's fifth on the team at kills, played a lot earlier on in the season, averaged five kills a match, but has only played two sets total in the last three games. This is her first action of the night. We'll see if she gets a chance to run with some playing time as Huskies look for anything to spark them. Lavoie with a huge spike. It was dug out nicely by Passon has been sneaky good, getting the digs from the back row. And now the Thunderbirds coming away with a kill. That was Passon's seventh kill of the game on a pretty solid, almost 300 hitting percentage. She's second on the team in kills. 
third in the game behind Fanrike and Shinsky. Strong performance from the rookie. She's been a lot more efficient tonight than she has been at certain points in the season. Set here for Lavoie. Opting for the, I think what was an in unintentional roll shot and it couldn't quite find the back court. Four one after a point was put up on the board originally for Saskatchewan on a debatable call. This time, Jade Robertson sends it into her own net. We'll give the side out here to the Huskies. Robertson has struggled at times. She has two kills, but three attack errors, one ace, but two service errors. Not uh, not her best performance so far from the uh, Eastern Washington transfer. Brooke Listwin getting the service ace off the hands of Bryn Passon of the Thunderbirds. Listwin, fourth year business student from Saskatoon. Different serve look. They often, the Huskies that is, and UBC really have gone for the float serves all game. She has a bit, she has more rotation on her ball. Thunderbirds couldn't come away though. Looked like they were going for the wipe up at the net and they couldn't get it. Yeah, off-speed attempt there from Davis. Very efficient on the season so far, but was unable to keep that one in play. And Listwin gets the serve again. Listwin doing a nice job with her serve. It's handled well by Ferland. Van Rijk with the push attempt to the back court. Again, just a few inches off for Van Rijk. I think she thought she had that one as well. Yeah, a few half-hearted celebrations there from Van Rijk and Patko, but the head official once again points to the Saskatchewan side as they retake a quick lead early on, five to four. Listwin sending it across, dug out by Paco. Her and Passin both went down on the play. Van Rijk stuffed at the net. Furry was there as a presence. Van Rijk goes for the same look and gets it through the hands. No chance for the second attempt. Yeah, that was the duo of Hurry and Lavoie who have seen the bulk of the action at the net so far for Saskatchewan. Took two tries for Van Rijk, but she got it down. Things now knotted up at five here in this third set of action. Lavoie from the far side. Seemed to be a miscommunication between Ferlin and Passan. Nobody was there. Found a huge hole in the Thunderbird defense, and Lavoie drove it home. That'll feel good for her after failing to get a kill last night. We'll see what she can do now at the service line. Lavoie sends across a floater. Ferlin quick set here for Tess Davis. Somehow the Huskies kept that ball in play. Behe ending things though for the Thunderbirds, but what an extraordinary effort by the Huskies to have not given up after that first kill attempt from Behe. Very strong play. Or from Van Rijk rather. Very strong play from Saskatchewan. Does end up with Thunderbirds points, but that's the kind of effort Saskatchewan will need if they are to make a game out of this. Van Rijk. Jump spin serve, dug out though by the Husky side. Ferlin backside again for Behe, she's stuffed. Anala getting up for the solo block. Anala gets on the board with a block. As I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, she had zero last night, first time all season that's happened. Making sure she doesn't have a donut in that category again tonight. Anala not necessarily the tallest person on the team, but still does stand at six feet. Pass in with the slam. Far side of the court. Put another kill up on her stat sheet for the night. Bryn Passin, very good game so far. She has had her struggles with uh, the Saskatchewan blocks, mainly Hurry in that second set. But overall, she has eight kills, eight digs, and one block. Very strong performance from Bryn Passin. 
Tessa Davis sending that one across. Back set here for Hurry. It was snuffed out by the Thunderbirds. Back row attack from Behe. Dropping that one in between Bolu and Anala. Anala was a bit too far back to control that one and Bolu was a bit too close to the near side. The libero tried to dive for it, unable to get any contact. Tessa Davis studying law here for her master's degree, sends across that serve. Kaczynski, who we haven't heard much of here in this third set, she makes her name and presence felt on the court, hitting off the top of the tape and getting an easy point as the net helps misdirect where that ball landed. There's double digit kills for Kaczynski the sixth time this season. She's reached that mark, done solid job responding after her struggles last night. Quick set there between Furlan and Robertson. Telegraphed though, and the Huskies were able to get a nice double block to reject the Thunderbirds effort. Listwin provided a bit of a spark here early on. Block there after some strong serves, trying to make the most of her play time. Eight to nine, Thunderbirds trailing here in this third set. Georgia Hurry sending a floater off the hand of Van Rijk. Van Rijk had one error in that first set, I believe, also handling what might have been an, an attack. That was her first reception error on a serve. Bit the of an ace awarded to Hurry. Bit of an awkward bump attempt trying to reach out to her side to grab that one instead of shuffling your feet over, and it ends up with an ace. Paco does a better job with the service reception. Thunderbirds almost coming away with the point. Bit of a scramble on both sides of the net, but Passin shoots one hot off the hands of Hurry, nearly touches the ceiling. Ball is kept alive. Back set from Furlan to Robertson. And it looked like it hit the shoulder of Hurry and onto the ground to end that play. That was the same play they ran for Davis a few times earlier in the game. Furlan, quick, short little back set, and Robertson comes wheeling around the corner, gets right up at the net and slams it home. Furlan up to 30 plus assists now here on the night. And that's along with three digs, two aces and four kills for Furlan. Again, an all around performance though. She's not gotten anything with regards to blocks, which for a lot of seasons she has done, but of course Thunderbirds won't be complaining with how she's played so far. Sent across by Behe. Kaczynski on the near side. Van Rijk, nice job keeping that play alive on a dig. Passing going for the cut shot. Just missed the near side line. Point awarded to Saskatchewan. Van Rijk was the one playing on that far side for much of the first set. Now it's Bryn Passing who's taken up that spot as Coach Reimer and the Thunderbirds are really running with the rookie strong play, though she was unable to keep that one in play for her second attacker of the night. Setter Avery Allard sending that serve across for the Saskatchewan side. Setter's dump again by Liv Furlan. She pulled it out in the first set. She brings it back here in the third. Her fifth kill of the game. Very attacking for a setter, especially with the few plays of each game where she moves out to more of an outside hitter role. Very dynamic player. Passing back to serve here. She has one ace on the night. Passing finds her second ace right on cue. With her quite unique serving style, standing at least 10 feet, maybe even 15 feet back of the baseline when she serves. 11 all now, these two teams are knotted up. Passon sends it across, this time is handled by Bolu. Back set there from Allard, 
And coming through was Kaczynski for the kill. Dropped it right in. And both Robertson and Van Rijk completely committed to the net there. No one came in behind them to help Paco realize what was going on, but just a bit too late. And Kaczynski got her 11th kill of the night. Kaczynski now at the service line, sends across a floater bullet. Was handled by the Thunderbirds. They got it to the near side for Jade Robertson, driving it cross court and getting the point for the T-Birds. Robertson again with that wheel route here on the near side off the Furland back set, powered at cross court. Jade Robertson now, serves it cross, handled cleanly by the Saskatchewan side. Bit of a miss bump there. Gives Furlan another opportunity for a setter's dump. Bolu did a good job. Joust at the net. Ball is kept alive, but miscommunication by the Thunderbirds as there was about three or four bodies on the ground and they can't get the ball back across. Sloppy play on both sides there. Saskatchewan gives UBC a free ball, but then after a joust at the net, UBC falls apart a little bit as no one is able to get a good dig to a teammate. Anila did a nice job overpowering Furlan on that joust. Set to Van Rijk and off the face. You hope she's okay. That was Avery Allard who took the full blow from Van Rijk, who probably has the strongest kill and spike in all of Canada West, if not U Sports. Yeah, Allard completely crumpled to the floor after taking that shot directly to the face. Looks like she's okay able to shake it off, but don't want to be on the end of that one. Under no circumstances do you want to be on the back of a Kira Van Rijk spike attempt, much less taking one to the face. This time Saskatchewan does get a bit of revenge and they grab the point. They are in the lead here in this third set, 14 to 13. Lavoie, handled by passing cleanly. Set was off its target but somehow the Thunderbirds recollect. Behe did the best she could. Furlan missed her mark. The dink over was then mishandled by Saskatchewan side. Did not look like a great set from Furland, but it looked like uh, the, the subpar setup fooled the Saskatchewan defense just as much as it did Victoria Behe, was able to tip it over for a point. Anala gets it through the double block of the Thunderbirds. Tessa Davis and Behe not able to reject the Husky attempt. Anala trying to finally get herself going. She does not have an attack error on the game, but only four kills on her 16 attempts. 250 hitting percentage is solid, but of someone who's second on the team in kills and someone they really count on, she needs to be a, a bigger factor. Anala back to serve here, handled by Paco. It was a back quick set there from Furlan to Davis. Huskies able to keep the play alive. The pipe attack there from Van Rijk, also blocked. Hurry doing a great job at the net. Backside here for Kaczynski, dinks it across. Collected by the Thunderbirds. Bodies moving all over on both sides of the court and ending the rally, keeping this out of the technical timeout. Who other than Kira Van Rijk? It wasn't those powerful of hits, but Hurry was isolated one-on-one -on -one with Van Rijk and in that sort of one-on-one -on -one situation, you'd give the edge to the attacker, especially if that attacker is Kira Van Rijk. Tessa Davis sending this one across, handled by Anala, not too cleanly. The ball is sent across quite nicely though. Thunderbirds doing the best they could to recollect. Saskatchewan gets it across Furland now, far side for Passin. 
it seems like they were almost set up in a hexagon with a huge gap in the middle. That middle of their defense has struggled all night. At times it's picked itself up, but there was a huge gap where all the players froze and looked at one another. That takes us to the technical. Again, they were leading, and again, now they find themselves losing that lead for the Huskies. Thunderbirds, 16-15 here in this third set after a 2-0 beginning in set count. Passing, very good job of reading the defense there. Thunderbirds cross-court attack, whether it's Ben Van Rijk, Passing, Davis, Behe, Robertson. Those cross-court attacks on the outside, both near side and far, have been very effective. Huskies have been unable to cover both the center and the back end of their defense once Thunderbirds are able to get back that, past that first line of defense. The only reason Saskatchewan is in this right now is because of errors on the Thunderbirds side. They've committed 20 total attack errors and eight serve errors. They've put up 45 kills compared to Saskatchewan's 19 more than doubling their opposition's output. In addition to that, Saskatchewan not hitting well as a team at just 156 for their hitting percentage. Blocks haven't really came in, but the presence for Saskatchewan on the net has definitely outdone the UBC side, much in thanks to Georgia Hurry. Yeah, the, it doesn't show up in the block counts, only four blocks for Saskatchewan, three for UBC, but Hurry's presence along with Lavoie Fraser, Allard, and others has been improved from the first set. It's given Saskatchewan some life, but we'll have to see whether it can translate to a set win. Tessa Davis, after the technical, ready to serve here for the Thunderbirds. Right out of the technical, she lobs it into her own net. Ball will return to the hands of the Huskies. Another error for the Thunderbirds. They have more service errors than service aces, something that's been all too common for them this year, and they have eight attack errors in this set, hitting only 129 as a team. Big reason why this set is tied right now at 16. Lavoie sends it across, dug up by Van Rijk. Not the cleanest set for the Thunderbirds for sure, but it's been huge plays like that between Passen or Van Rijk, or even Behe with big kills, that time Passen cross court, slamming it home. She's been going for that look all night. The cut shots on her strong side. She's now into double-digit kills with 10 for the third time this season. Great performance from her. Nice look there from Allard. She went for a unconventional setter's dump. Thunderbirds did recollect and then got the point awarded at the end after the kill. Once again, Van Rijk read the defense perfectly, saw there was a hole in between the double block. Beaulieu was unable to get to it in time, and now a brief stoppage in play as Anala has been tasked with wiping up some sweat on the court that's probably due to the Saskatchewan Libera Beaulieu sliding to try and get that attack from Van Rijk. Van Rijk now with 19 kills. She's averaged 19 a match for the month of November. Behe punching that one much too far on the serve. 18-17, UBC does retain the lead. Ball now into the hands of Avery Allard, the setter here for the Saskatchewan side. Thunderbirds just six, or rather seven points away now from a clean sweep for the weekend. Kaczynski looking for a UBC tip. The whole Saskatchewan team up in arms, but they don't get it. Point awarded here to the Thunderbirds. Definitely some words there for the ref from the Huskies as Anila heads over to discuss with the head official after that one. 
again another case happen it's happened to quite a few times for both teams tonight of being perfectly convinced that they should be awarded the point off of a supposed deflection Britton passing back here for the Thunderbirds two aces for her on the night ties her for the lead with Liv Ferlin and Casey Jost both with two apiece Jost has really only came in for a pair of aces and she's also put up four digs good numbers in her very limited time here tonight and Anila has just been shown a red card a sorry yellow card not a red card cautionary don't get, don't get ahead of yourself <laughs> cautionary yellow card from the head official for uh, whatever she said in her discussion oftentimes the players will be shown for what their coaches want them to say as another ace from passing comes right on cue for the Thunderbirds to give them a three-point lead here in this third set 20 to 17 now in favor of Doug Reimer's Thunderbirds squad and the head coach for Saskatchewan, Mark Dodds, not looking too happy right now. He was talking to the head official from the opposite side of the court, looking very exasperated right now after that serve from the Thunderbirds that found a seam right in between Anila and Beaulieu. Things look to be unraveling a little bit for Saskatchewan as UBC with a three-point lead are now just five points away from a second straight sweep. Mandy Frazier has not had a big of a presence here tonight as she did yesterday. She's hitting minus 250 here on the night and has recorded no blocks. She'd really been improving as she went on, started the last two games in place of Listwin. She's in, she improved her hitting percentage in each start coming to tonight. Had her first multi-assist game of the season last night, but has definitely regressed today. Uh, very unfortunate for the Huskies as as we've mentioned multiple times, they've not been able to get anyone beside Kaczynski going offensively, and it really hurts them. Here on Pride Night at UBC, the women's Thunderbird team will have something to be proud of in a few short points. Huskies trying to do their best to deny them of that. Getting it through the hands was of two Thunderbirds was Lavoie. 20 to 18 in favor of UBC. Kaczynski back, the star here tonight for the Saskatchewan side. Back set here to Robertson. An outstretched Husky, the recently substituted in Jessica Zacharias, who's usually a setter occupying Libero on the court in that take. Can't get the dig off that Robertson smash. Casey Jost back in, another late set opportunity for her. Sends across a floater, it almost drops in. She has such a great knuckleball effect on many of her serves. And although it didn't drop in for the ace, seemed to discombobulate the Husky side just enough to then send their attack return much too far. That was a great dig from Beaulieu, but Lavoie's bit of an off-balance attack attempt sailed harmlessly over far too long to trouble the Thunderbirds. Different look off the serve from Jost. Huskies on that far side of the court it was Lavoie getting up, but she missed the line shot. Thunderbirds now just two points away, up 23 to 18, as Coach Dodds calls Saskatchewan's final timeout of the set, as we could be very close to the end of this game. And you go back to that play where the entire Saskatchewan team was up in arms. Since then, they seem to have mentally unraveled, thinking you wonder if this game here tonight is over. It's been a four to one run for UBC since Anila was given that yellow card. And this could be a fourth straight victory 
for UBC as after that 0-3 start to the season, they've really righted the ship and looked like the team that we thought they were going to be heading into the season. They were third in the country last season. They won bronze at the Nationals and looking to get back there this year. If they can pull this out, get two straight sweeps, that's a very strong step on that road. And as to Sam Paco, the libero of the Thunderbirds resume since coming back there four and one if they win here again tonight five and one with her presence on the team we return to the action here at war memorial as the serve was handled nicely by saskatchewan but kira van reich adding to her stack tally of the day another kill from her for the far side now just one away with five different set point attempts here for the thunderbirds and it's casey jost the usual libero back to serve Sends across a bullet. It'll be a joust at the net. Tess Davis going up. No call by the officials. Slam here on the near side. The point will be awarded to the Thunderbirds. Saskatchewan very surprised by this call. And it didn't seem like many, of the, many people in the crowd thought the point was going to be in the favor of UBC either. But indeed, that's how the game here will end tonight. Saskatchewan's sure that UBC had a tip on it. And as you saw there in the replay, it indeed looks like there may have been a tip from a Thunderbird. Nonetheless, this UBC-Saskatchewan matchup, it's a straight back-to-back -back set sweep here for the Thunderbirds on Pride Night here at War Memorial Gym. What did we see tonight in terms of Saskatchewan? What weren't they able to do to turn around their sweep from last night? Well, Kaczynski, she played well, but Reagan Weeb, complete non-factor, barely played tonight. Mandy Fraser, only one kill. Avery Allard below 20 assists for the second straight game. This team was unable to get anything going at any point in these past six sets, aside from that great run at the start of the second set tonight, which quickly fell apart as they're unable to get any sustained run going. And what I look at is the assist between these two teams, 49 for the Thunderbirds compared to just 20 for Saskatchewan. A lot of the ball movement of the Thunderbirds allowed themselves, allowed them to set themselves up for success on later attacks. Furland did a great job all night distributing, whether it be to Passen, Van Rijk, or even Davis or Robertson. Meanwhile, the other side, you didn't see quite as much ball movement for Saskatchewan and hence you didn't see as many total kills on the board for them either. Yeah, Furland, 39 assists along with five kills and five digs while Kira Van Rijk gets 20 kills for the fourth time in her last five games. What an incredible run Kira Van Rijk is on. Bryn Passen with a bit of a volleyball double-double, 10 kills, 10 digs for the rookie along with three aces and zero service errors, the only Thunderbird to not have a service error. Keep in mind that Liv Furlan's 39 assists and Kira Van Rijk's 20 kills aren't coming in four or five set matches. This is a three set sweep where they're putting up those kinds of huge stat statistical numbers on the night. Overall, Thunderbirds dominated and now have a four game win streak, have really picked up steam. Sam Paco, a, an unannounced but definite big presence here for the Thunderbirds tonight. She provides a veteran leadership and kept the ball in the air four later plays from Ferlin and Van Rijk. Meanwhile, the men's teams, you can see them warming up. This men's UBC team started the season 0-7 since then, have grabbed two wins.
for their first two in the Canada West season. They've changed their lineup look and it's paid off as of late. We'll come back with action in just around 20 minutes for that game. It's Pride Night here at War Memorial Gym. You're listening on CITR 101.9 and Canada West. Jacob Ayer and Jake McGrail providing the coverage. We'll talk to you soon. C'est dans le noir que je fais du vélo. J'ai toute ma tête dans un brouillard et le cœur au calot. Les rayons ploient, les pédales à l'eau. Je suis tombée, j'allais vers le phare comme un oiseau. Je me dis, mais qu'est-ce que tu fous? T'es vidé dans le flou. C'est pas comme ça que tu vas les garder. C'est pas comme ça que tu vas les garder. À quoi tu joues? Tes ficelles dans le cou C'est dans tes bras qu'il faut les garder C'est dans tes bras qu'il faut les garder Y'a pas d'amour pour Y'a que des preuves d'amour pour J'ai peur du temps qui s'écart vite J'ai peur du temps qui s'écart vite Y'a pas d'amour pour Y'a que des preuves c'est tout pour Prends garde au temps qui sépare Puis prends garde au temps qui sépare Et quand je pars avec mon fardeau, c'est toujours facile de se laisser choir sur le carreau. J'entends le son, protège mon ego. C'est ces risques et va falloir que je me mette à gauche. Oh, qu'est-ce que je fous? La vie se perd, c'est fou. C'est pas comme ça que je vais les garder, c'est pas comme ça que je vais les garder. À quoi tu joues? La fille, j'ai C'est dans mes bras qu'il faut les garder, c'est dans mes bras qu'il faut les garder. Y'a pas d'amour pour, y'a que des preuves d'amour pour. J'ai peur du temps qui se garde, j'ai peur du temps qui se garde. J'ai pas d'amour pour, y'a que des preuves c'est tout pour. Prends garde au temps qui se garde, prends garde au temps qui se garde. Y'a pas d'amour pour, y'a que des preuves d'amour pour. J'ai peur du temps qui se garde, j'ai peur. C'est dans le noir que je fais du vélo. Dans cet endroit, le vent est froid comme un congélo. C'est pas trop tard, j'en trouverai pas d'autres. C'est dans mes bras que je vais les garder. C'est dans mes bras que je vais les garder. Y'a pas d'amour pour, y'a que des preuves d'amour pour. J'ai peur du temps qui s'égare et j'ai peur du temps qui s'égare et y'a pas d'amour pour. Y'a que des preuves, c'est tout pour. Prends garde au temps qui sépare, puis prends garde au temps qui sépare. Y'a pas d'amour pour. Y'a que des preuves d'amour pour. J'ai peur du temps qui s'égare et j'ai peur du temps qui s'égare et y'a pas d'amour pour. Y'a que des preuves, c'est tout pour. Prends garde au temps qui sépare, puis prends garde au temps qui sépare.
To understand more about fashion, we asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. Like, it's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, uh, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys, like, uh, like, you know. If you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture, and that's been around for centuries. Let's see here. Uh... Oh. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Oh. Everybody. God, this is awful. Isn't there anything? 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 Listening to the radio these days can be distressing. Fortunately, here at CITR, our programmers choose the music that they play, so our charts reflect what people actually listen to. To find out what's really topping the charts, pick up a copy of Discorder magazine, or check us out online at citr.ca. Unless, of course, you'd rather keep listening to the chart-topping single, Everybody Dance. What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Everybody dance. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance? <laughs> Everybody LGBTQ2I Night is a positive space for folks to learn about bike maintenance in a relaxed environment led by queer mechanics and volunteers. It takes place on the fourth Wednesday of every month at the Bike Kitchen on UBC's campus. Bring your own bike and fix them with our tools, come with questions and ask away, or learn by watching other folks work on their bikes. Beginners are always welcome. This event is entirely free to attend and there will be free pizza. For more information, visit bikecoop.ca. LGBTQ2I Night is a positive space for folks to learn about bike maintenance in a relaxed environment led by queer mechanics and volunteers. It takes place on the fourth Wednesday of every month at the Bike Kitchen on UBC's campus. Bring your own bike and fix them with our tools, come with questions and ask away, or learn by watching other folks work on their bikes. Beginners are always welcome. This event is entirely free to attend and there will be free pizza. For more information, visit bikecoop.ca. Do I voice this one? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you want me to voice it? I can yeah, voice yeah, it. Yeah, please voice That's this one. That's the wrong mic. <coughs> I forgot. You f dip I can't believe I put up with this. And I asked for a grape soda, you hole. Due to a labor dispute, CITR is missing its star voice actors. That means if you're interested in producing PSAs, advertisements, and various other promotional wonders for airplay on the, the radio, 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 we need you. Learn how to get involved with CITR's production department and all other facets of volunteering at CITR and Discorder Magazine at CITR.ca. 
programming, photography, media training, and more. Plus, a guest star in the lounge. No, wait, we, we can't promise that. Can't believe I put up with this. <laughs> we got a theory. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. We know how magnets work. If magic is all we've ever known, then it's easy to miss what really goes on. But I've seen miracles in every way, and I see miracles every day. for Rainbow Refugee, a Vancouver-based community group that supports people seeking refuge, refugee protection in Canada because of persecution based on sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, or HIV status. Looking at the lineups here tonight for Saskatchewan, it will be number 11, CJ Gavilis, number 7, Dylan Mortensen, number 10, Colin Frazier, number 12, Dalton Sinoski, Number 18, Dryden Wall. Number one, Aiden Saladana. And lastly, number 14, Mason Scott. For the home UBC Thunderbirds, last night's hero, Colton Liu, who throws a shirt upon his arrival. Thunderbirds sporting the pride headbands in support tonight. Colton Liu with one of the players with it. Also on the court for the Thunderbirds is the setter, Ben Hooker. Ben Hooker is then accompanied later by Jordan DeShane, one of the few veteran presences on the team. Nick Mickleberry, who's been playing exceptionally well for the Thunderbirds as of late, also gets the start here tonight. Michael Dalhaniak, the rookie, number 13, also gets the start. And lastly, Gerard Murray, who's likely been one of the biggest surprises for the Thunderbirds, also gets the start here tonight. He has been exceptional since he's gone a more consistent role, Tyson Smith, the libero, finishing out here, finishing things out here for the Thunderbirds. What are the Huskies gonna have to do tonight to avoid the sweep, Jake? Well, they've gotta shut down Colton Liu. The second year player has been absolutely on fire recently. 17 kills and 10 digs on a ridiculous 462 hitting percentage last night. Game high for kills there. He leads the team in kills with 78 coming into tonight. Tied for fourth on the team in blocks. And not only is he getting it done with a high volume of kills, he's doing it incredibly efficiently. He is fifth in Canada West in hitting percentage at 304. He is the man to watch for UBC. Meanwhile, Saskatchewan does have a few players of its own. Dylan Mortensen and Colin Frazier, most notably the two offensive leads for this team. They do get contributions from Dalton Sinoski as well as CJ Gavlis, but he's the setter. Dryden Wall will occasionally help out from the libero spot, but it's mostly Frazier and Mortensen doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this team. Frazier hit just 179 last night, however, which is the fifth time in the last six games he's hit below 200. He's in a bit of a cold spell. Meanwhile, Frazier has served at least one ace in every game so far, and he's averaging two blocks a game over his last five. Yeah, last year, Mortensen, Frazier, and Sanofsky were the only Huskies players to have more than 65 kills on the entire season. 
that sort of scoring balance or imbalance has continued so far as those three are by far the leads for the Huskies. We're underway here at War Memorial Gym for men's volleyball. Jordan Deshane opening the scene with a massive spike on top of the Thunderbird emblem right in the middle of the court. Deshane hasn't taken the super big role might have, you might have expected, given that he's one of the few returning starters from last year's championship team, but he's still third on the team in kills and leads them in blocks. Meanwhile, back at the other end, CJ Gavlis getting up. Nice job from the set from him. Sanoski contributing early on here for the Saskatchewan side. He is back at the line here to serve. Sanoski sends that serve too far. Side out back to UBC. That was something the Huskies really struggled with last game. They had only six aces compared to a huge 19 service errors. UBC wasn't too pretty in that regard either. Six aces for them as well with 21 service errors. Both teams will really be looking to clean that up. The setter for UBC, Ben Hooker, has done a great job since he assumed the role from Zach Johnson. Right as I say it though, missed time on the other end. CJ Gavlis, the setter of the Huskies, couldn't connect with number 14 on the near side, Mason Scott of the Huskies. Ball will remain in the hands of Jordan Deshane for the Thunderbirds. But Ben Hooker has been exceptional, averaging about eight and a half assists per set since taking over for Zach Johnson. Far side, the smash from Mortensen gets through and that will award the point to the Huskies. Yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of that despite the struggles of the Huskies offensively. He still hit double digits in kills with 12. He's got double digit kills in six of his last seven games. So look for him moving forward. Gavlis with the serve across for the Huskies. Up at the net, Gerard Murray just poked it over. Tall presence, barely had to move. Dalhania get tri gets tripped up. He looks to already have a splint on his finger and that hand drove hard into the ground as he tried to get the dig. Yeah, maybe a bit of floor burn there for the rookie as Fraser got the kill. Gavlis again with the serve. Things knotted up at three here in this first set of action. UBC women's volleyball swept in the weekend series earlier tonight. Colton Liu, the man of last night, comes through with his first kill here on Saturday night matchup. Mickleberry at the service line. He's been a huge part of this recent resurgence. UBC only two wins on the season, their last two. Mickleberry, those are his two starts of the season. Mickleberry has a great serve. That time it was handled. Joust at the net. Dalhaniuk from the back row can't get it up and above the net. Dalhaniuk has had a few early blunders early on. He's had a very up and down season, was a big part in the first few games, then was benched for a few, but then with the injury to James Tacken, he's had the opportunity to restake his claim to the starting lineup. Very different look on the court from last year's championship lineup. You mentioned it. Only one player right now who was a starter from last year, and that's Tyson Smith. This time, Mickleberry from the near side getting the slam. The power, what he puts behind some of his attacks and serves, very reminiscent of Irvin Brar from last year. And if he can grow into anywhere as close to the player that Brar was, that's a big win for UBC. Colton Lou sending that one across, dug out nicely by the libero of the Huskies. Lou got tripped up on his set from his own player. <laughs> Looked like he was gonna swing and then realized he was in front of the line so had to go for the underhand attack. Can't go overhand if you are a back row player. Looked like he was laughing that one off. That looked 
very unnatural from Lewis. He tried to change what he was doing in midair, ended up knocking the ball almost into the crowd. Serve handled there by Mason Scott of the Huskies. Thunderbirds coming away with a big kill there. Gerard Murray putting another one on the board. Gerard Murray, another player, along with uh, Hooker and Mickleberry, who's really grown into a bigger role. The rookie, 15 kills in 10 sets this season, along with five aces. Murray sends that one across, handled by Wall. Poked across there by Saladana, but it was snuffed out by DeShane at the net. DeShane up again! Huge net presence early on from Thunderbirds. Just keeping over a joust at the net. There won by Mickleberry. It's been a scramble. And as the Thunderbirds got it over, it looked like Dowania actually tipped the net on the way. A nut violation there called in Thunderbirds. That looked like it was three or four jousts in a row. Combination of Hooker, Dowania, and DeShane going up against Sanoski, Fraser, and Gavlis. Saskatchewan ends up pulling that one out. Dylan Mortensen back here for the Husky side. Mortensen with the jump serve, handled by Lou, but it was a bit of an overbump. And between Hooker and DeShane, they get a lucky call as there was an infraction against the Husky side. And that was Aiden Saladana there, the uh, thir third year outside hitter, looked very frustrated with himself as he reached a little bit too far over the net and got called for the violation. Can't put a full hand over. Have to be careful about that. Mickleberry, or rather Hooker, mistimed his serve, it seemed a bit, but was able to get it across. Saskatchewan just trying to get the ball over. The blocking at the net has been huge for the Thunderbirds so far, something they haven't really seen too much of all season. Long set there to Mickleberry. Couldn't get the ball quite through, rejected by the Saskatchewan side. It looked like Sanoski got all of that one. Mentioned the Thunderbirds with their blocking ability. They're definitely in the lower third, blocks per set, only two so far, but DeShane especially has been huge at the net early on. Saladana hitting that one into his own net. Side out now for Michael Dalhania of the Thunderbirds. 8-7 lead here early on for the UBC side. Decent crowd here on Pride Night. Fittingly, Thunderbirds have had a winning streak not just in volleyball, but across all sports. This weekend so far has been quite good. If UBC volleyball can pull this away, men's rugby is currently at the Canadian University Rugby Championships going into that gold match against, I believe it was Guelph? No, it's Queens. They beat Queens. Guelph in the semifinals. And swimming, the strong swimming sides of UBC also right now in the tournament, likely to win as well. Long set here for Lou. Line shot on the far side off the hands of Mortensen who couldn't handle the hot shot. And that's two for two so far for Colton Lou showing his very efficient, very powerful attacks early on here with a couple of quick kills. Serving now is Jordan DeShane, the third year. Miscommunication on the front of the Huskies between the libero and Saladana leads to a point and an ace for Jordan DeShane. A Dryden wall, libero for the Huskies, stepped out of the way there and Saladana wasn't prepared to try and stoop down and dig that one out. It was actually Mortensen back, excuse me. Confusion between him and Wall. This time they get it right. Same exact look from DeShane. Mortensen wasn't gonna be fooled twice. It was close though. CJ Gavlis back to serve now for the Huskies. 
Handled there by Lou. Back set here. Near side, Nick Mickleberry. What a presence at the net. Cross court slam for him. Nick Mickleberry, despite Lou leading the team in kills, Mickleberry's leading them in kills per set over three while hitting a respectable 242. Been a big part, as I mentioned, of this recent turnaround. Mickleberry, big jump serve, is handled by Saskatchewan. However, back at the other end, Scott unable to get it across for the Huskies. Yeah, Scott will be very disappointed with that one. There wasn't a UBC player contesting him right at the net. He was open in the middle, but just miscued it slightly and hit it harmlessly over the baseline for a UBC point. Serving now is number 10, Nick Mickleberry. Still Thunderbirds, 12-9 lead here in this first set. Dryden Wall to Libero. Watch that one go. Watched it the whole time, made sure that it was indeed gonna cross the baseline. Service error gives the ball back now to Dalton Sinoski. Or rather, Colin Frazier of the Huskies. It's three service errors already for the Thunderbirds, not what they wanna see. Huskies have two of their own. Frazier nearly getting ace. Nice dig there by Dalhaniak. Back row smash here from Nick Mickleberry just off the line. Point will be awarded to Saskatchewan. Wall again pulling himself out from the dig attempt just in time to see that one go out of play on the near side. Huskies now down only one, 12-11. Still serving is Frazier. Frazier sending one just too long of his own. Teams exchanging some service errors here in this first set. But both of them have three now. UBC have one ace, courtesy of Jordan DeShane, but just like last night, both of them very inaccurate from the service line. Lou sends this one across on a floater. Mistimed his serve. Long set here for Saladana. Does get it across. Confused Dalhaniak, who seemed confused really all night on the court. Thunderbirds did manage to get it across. Near side Saladana through the duo of Ben Hooker and Gerard Murray. Some awkward defense there, as you mentioned, from the Thunderbirds. Looked like Dalhaniak and uh, his teammates were torn between who was actually gonna go get that ball. Scott sending this one across on a bit of a punched knuckle serve. The knuckleball serve doesn't prevail. Far side of court, Thunderbirds get the kill. As Murray once again with his second kill of the game. Nice quick set too from Ben Hooker. Murray averaging one and a half kills, one block and half an ace a set so far this season, been very good in the time that he's played. Murray sent it across, handled by the libero wall. Now sent from the far side of the court. That was Mortensen of the Huskies. Shot it far too long. 15-12, Thunderbirds nearing the technical here in this first set with a three-point advantage. Definitely not what we'd expect to see out of Mortensen there. That was a good 10 feet beyond the back corner of the Thunderbirds uh, zone. Gerard Murray getting across, again easily handled by the libero wall. This time, Mortensen opts for a much, much closer range attempt, getting the wipe off the block of the hands of Dalhaniak and Duchesne. Mortensen now goes to the service line as he looks to uh, lead Saskatchewan back into this game and stave off that technical timeout for a little bit longer. If you're listening on CITR 101.9 or Canada West, Tune into UBC and Saskatchewan volleyball action as Jordan DeShane punctuates the point there with a huge kill from the middle. That'll take us into, into the technical timeout. Jacob Aaron, Jake McGrail providing your coverage here. 
from War Memorial Gym on Pride Night. So far early on, the Thunderbirds have had a nice distributed attack. They have committed some errors, but it hasn't came back to bite them yet. Four attack errors and three service errors with just one ace on the night. They've got five digs across the board. Meanwhile, the kill count for Saskatchewan, similar to the women's game, where they only have four so far on the night. The women's game, the struggle all night for the Huskies was that they simply were not moving the ball around well enough from their, from their setter so that they didn't create opportunities to put points on the board. You mentioned UBC with the balance attack. They have eight kills. Four players have two kills each. Lou, Mickleberry, Murray, and DeShane. Mickleberry is the only one who struggles with his accuracy so far. He has two attackers to complement his two kills, but Murray and Lou both with zero errors. DeShane only with one, although he does also have a service error. Thunderbirds, if they can limit their own errors, really could be in a position to start growing this lead here after the technical timeout. Currently 16 to 13 for all those tuned in to CITR 101.9. Out of the technical, it's the setter Ben Hooker with the jump serve. Smash handled nicely there by Saladana. Farside Mortensen has found success as of late. Gets it again through the double block of Dalhaniuk and Deshane. Dalhaniuk can really get up high on his block attempts, but he was unable to control that one as it dropped right down under his feet. A lot of players are doing a good job on the court for the Thunderbirds. Dalhaniuk, not necessarily one of them so far. Back row attack. What a leap by Colton Liu. Seems that he gets about 40 inches on that vertical. And right down the middle, no chance for the Saskatchewan side. Not many players can get a back row attack and then land right at the net as if they were attacking right from the front row. Dalhaniak with the serve. The floater drops in under the libero wall. That's an ace for Dalhaniak. Maybe what he needs to turn around his gameplay. Quick timeout here called by Saskatchewan head coach Nathan Bennett in his first season as head coach of the Huskies after he was an assistant at Thompson Rivers University for the past five years. He also previously coached at Capilano University here in BC, spent two years there, won Pac West Coach of the Year before going to TRU. Trying to turn around what was a 10 and 14 ninth place finish for the Saskatchewan men's volleyball side last season. They were one game out of a final playoff spot. It was the third time in four years they finished just that one very last game out of that spot, hoping to turn it around for them. Meanwhile, this men's volleyball team, it's coach Mike Hawkins. He spent several years with Thompson Rivers and UBC Okanagan. He's taken over for Kerry McDonald, who hasn't gone away. He's still in the assistant role. But with so many players leaving, uh, Kerry McDonald actually was more or less one of them. He got a, an additional job offer, so I had to take a step back from head coach. Hawkins has quite the, the difficult plan laid out for him with this team looking so new, but it, it seems as of late, he's done the right things to get this UBC team on track. Out, out of the timeout, the Huskies grab the first point, 18-15 now they trail after a nice kill there from Dalton. It's the battle of two rookie head coaches tonight, Saskatchewan three and six, UBC two and seven. We'll see whether it's Hawkins or Bennett who can inspire their team to victory. Both teams really need this win. Sanoski with a knuckleball ace. Just what the doctor ordered for Saskatchewan fans. Quick two points coming out of that timeout as they look to narrow the lead now 18 to 16 for UBC here in this first set. 
Sanoski again. Another float serve. That time is handled by Dauhaniuk, set by Hooker to Mickleberry, collected by Dauhaniuk after the block. This time the block can't keep out the Thunderbird attack. It is dug out by the Huskies back at the other end for the Thunderbirds. They punched it over, more or less a free ball. Saskatchewan can't capitalize on a great opportunity. Back row attack. Dauhania fired up, coming in much like Lou from that middle back row for the pipe. Yeah, UBC were on the front foot for that entire rally. They had every attack. Saskatchewan was unable to get anything going offensively in that play. And UBC just kept pelting them until finally the barrage led to a backcourt attack from Dauhania. The shame with the serve across. Far side again for Mortensen. That look has worked all night. That time it was read by Hooker. Block at the net again. The near side block has been strong for the Huskies. Mickleberry able to penetrate through the block and finally find some open court on a nice cut shot. And after they finally stopped that Mortensen cross court attack, Mickleberry hit a cross court attack right to the feet of Dylan Mortensen for the kill. 20 to 16 now, UBC leads in this first set of action. Set was, the serve was set across by DeShane, blocked at the net, but out of bounds on the wipe. Smart play there by the Saskatchewan side. As Who Mort else but Mortensen? As Mortensen now with a game high, four kills. Only one attack error so far, solid performance from him. Gavlis lobbing this one across. Quick set there between Hooker and Murray. Doing quick work there. Murray is a strong arm as well up front. Between Lou, Murray, and Mickleberry, Thunderbirds seem to have found a very strong front line. We have uh, Joel Regeer entering the game. He, along with DeShane and Smith, were the three starters, three main players returning from last year's championship team. He started first few games of the season, but he has not seen nearly as much court time in these last few games. Mickleberry, one of the key benefactors of Regeer's reduced workload. Regeer sends this one across. The veteran definitely has a lot of experience on court and contributes in that manner, even if he's not playing. Meanwhile, a double block between Murray and Hooker, the setter. Yeah, Hooker far from the tallest player on the court at 6'2", but he's gone up for quite a few challenges alongside Murray, and that's another timeout called by Coach Bennett. Their last of the set, Saskatchewan finds himself in a five-point hole, 22-17. UBC only three points away from taking this first set. The lead is growing for the Thunderbirds. We saw it happen during the women's game earlier, too. Saskatchewan coming out with an original lead, then giving it up to, its, to what seemed to be a much deeper roster on the UBC side. Simply looking a little tired on the court right now are the Huskies. Mortensen has been doing a great job from that far side, but when UBC's able to snuff out his attacks, it seems that they haven't found a good second option yet, at least on the court. Service line, Sinoski was doing well. Yeah, Sinoski is the only other Husky besides Mortensen to have multiple kills while four Thunderbirds have at least two. Out of the timeout, Thunderbirds needing to three more here in this first set. Regeer with the serve. Misplayed there, that was by Frazier. They do recollect. Back row there from Dauhaniuk. It seemed like another mistimed jump from him. And you wonder if it's the other players on the court 
or if it's number 13 himself, Dalhaniak, who's a little off tonight. Not sure exactly whose fault that was, but definitely miscommunication on some level between Hooker and Ramirez. You can see them talking to each other extensively after that play, trying to sort out which whatever uh, short-circuited that previous rally. Regeer steps off for Tyson Smith, the libero of UBC. Back set here for Mickleberry, and the smash goes so hard off the hand of the Huskies that it goes up, hits the roof, and the point will be automatically awarded on the dead ball to the Thunderbirds. There's our first ceiling shot of the night. We nearly had one in the women's game, and this time it's Mickleberry with enough power to get that automatic point. 23-18 now, Thunderbirds needing two more. At the net, it was a bit of a unorthodox joust. Thunderbirds are gonna have to give the free ball over here for the Saskatchewan side back row attack. We were talking about needing a second presence. Colin Frazier doing just that. Big kill for him. Frazier's been struggling lately. He recorded double digit kills in six of his first seven games. Failed to do so in both last weekend in the second game against Trinity Western and last night, trying to avoid making that three in a row. They need him. He's second on the team in both kills and assists and is first in aces. Now into the game for the Huskies is number six, Levi Olson. 6'2", second year from Saskatoon. Set the serve across. 23-19, the Huskies are trailing. Dalhaniak went for the wipe. Indeed gets it off the fingertips of the Huskies. Smart play by him for a rookie. It seems, it seems that the call has been overturned, though, by the official. If Olsen will head back to the service line after a bit of confusion there. Huskies stuck three here late in the first set. So instead of a 24-19 lead, 23-20, Huskies are narrowing in. And the strong serve there from Levi Olsen does go too far. The serve specialist will take a seat. And coming back into the game will be number 14 for the Huskies, Mason Scott, the much taller 6'7", compared to Levi Olson's 6'2 frame. Ball back in the hands of UBC's Gerard Murray, 24-20, needing just one more point to close out this first set. Murray sends across the beauty of a floater. Backs it here from Gavlis. Mortensen, one-on-one -on -one there with Dalhaniak, can't come up with the block. Dalhaniak was isolated there, he had no help on the attempted block from either DeShane or Hooker, and up against Mortensen, not much the rookie can do there. It was a nice fake on the near side. The strong block, the, the double block, was actually set up for Sanoski on the near side. They opted for the far side looking, came away with the better result. Dalhania getting his revenge on the point after with a teardrop that will end the first set, 25-21, in favor of the Thunderbirds. Dalhaniak rebounding there in the second half of that set. He had uh, does have three attack errors and a service error, but he has two kills, both late in that set, an ace and a dig. Definitely uh, improved from that early on in that first set. Dalhaniak's a very high intensity player who oftentimes relies on the emotion of the game. We saw this last year with their team. Irvin Brar and Byron Katarakis played in a very similar manner. When Dalhaniak gets hot, He's probably one of the best, if not the best player on the court for the Thunderbirds. It's just getting him to that point. He's had two great games in the season, as we mentioned, but outside of that, so-so or not good for Dalhania. He might be the most athletic player on the team. Clearly has very uh, great gifts, very talented player, but 
It's all about that experience and knowing how to control his play, but that will come as he improves, as he continues to gain more experience here in Canada West. Nick Mickleberry, the leader for the Thunderbirds in terms of kills with four on the night. The Saskatchewan side, it's Dylan Mortensen leading the way. Five kills for the Saskatchewan leader. As a team overall, Thunderbirds, after they came out very strong, started to even out. Saskatchewan picked up their play late in that first set. For a while, Thunderbirds were hitting around 300. Saskatchewan was well under 100. They really picked it up towards the end of the frame. However, the Thunderbirds cleaned up a lot of their errors, which allowed them to come away with that first set win. And looking at the Huskies' attack distribution, Mortensen is obviously going to get the lion's share of the attacks. He had 13 total attacks. But Fraser and Sanoski, both only three attacks each in that first set. They're such big parts of the Saskatchewan offense usually. Meanwhile, it was Aiden Saladana who had six attacks himself, as many as Fraser and Sanoski combined. Only one kill and one attack error to show to it, to show for it though, while Fraser and Sanoski both had two kills. Both teams piling up some early errors, service errors for the Thunderbirds at three compared to four for the Saskatchewan side. Two aces for the Thunderbirds and just one for Saskatchewan. So the trade-off value isn't quite there in terms of service errors compared to aces. Meanwhile, on the court, the attackers for the Thunderbirds did level out, as I mentioned. Only six in the total first set after they had put up six, I believe, by the technical. They really did a great job of cleaning up their act. Shows by their nearly 300 hitting percentage. Interesting to note, only one block for each team. Sanofsky and Saladana both credited with a block assist for Saskatchewan. Well, for UBC, it was Hooker and Murray credited with block assist each. And if you look at the rosters for the beginning of the season for this Thunderbird team, the names that are now in the lead for the stat line, Nick Mickleberry and Gerard Murray, outside of Colton Liu, are big surprises, I think, for head coach Mike Hawkins. He would have been coming into the season, a lot was expected out of DeShane, out of Joel Regeer. Uh, Zach Johnson was also playing early on. Instead of Ben Hooker, the setter. Yeah, but it's been a lot of these new faces. James Tacken came on very well in the games he played before he was injured. Ben Hooker has taken over the setting duties to transfer from Western University out east. And then, as you mentioned, Mickleberry, the second-year player, sparingly used in his first year, and Murray, the true rookie, have both really come into their own these last few weeks and are big reasons why UBC is trying to been able to recover slightly from that terrible 0-7 start to now win their last two and take the first set here tonight. They're out of the bottom of the gutter, but do find themselves down 1-0 here in the second set. Big, ki big kill there by Frazier will put Sanoski back at the line. You need to get Frazier more involved. That was his third kill on just four total attacks. He also has three assists and two digs, but they need him to start racking up those kills once again. Sanoski! off the hands of Tyson Smith as Delhania tried an athletic effort all up and over a chair to recover the ball. No dice. You can see that effort there by Delhania trying to scale the side chairs reserved for certain members of this Vancouver War Memorial gym crowd. Play will be called dead. Double contact there called against Tyson Smith. Couple early mental blunders by Smith. You can see Smith very upset with himself after that one. UBC digging himself an early 3-0 hole. Tyson Smith in his third year from Surrey was second in the team in digs last year and third in assists.
He's fifth in Canada West and Diggs coming into tonight, sitting at 74. Collected there by Gavlis. Now it's Mortensen from the near side. Even across, Dalhaniak did a nice job recovering. Nick Mickleberry, hot off the hands of Gavlis and out of play. Point awarded to UBC to get their, to get them out of the goose egg here in the second set. Yeah, they were a bit lucky there. Nearly hit the ceiling for another Saskatchewan point. They recovered and Mickleberry was able to get the kill to get UBC on the board. Dalhaniak sends it across, handled there by Saladana. Big block at the net. DeShane and Mickleberry teaming up to reject the Husky side. Mickleberry doesn't often climb up to the net there trying to get a block, but he was a big part of that one alongside the third year DeShane. And it's interesting that they keep feeding Saladana, who was just blocked on that last play, rather than trying to give the ball to Frazier or Sanoski. Gavlis across, there is Frazier. Nearly got the play, the ball to knock down. The joust at the net. But Gavlis pulls away big time. An outstretched leap by Tyson Smith. Doesn't pull through. Tyson Smith really gave his whole body. He was in the air for a good second. Yeah, that was not a great uh, blind bump set there from Hooker. Tried to get all the way across the court to Lou. Hit it over the net. And Gavlis was only too happy to knock that one to the unmarked backcourt. Quick set there from Hooker to DeShane. That's been a really good duo for this Thunderbird team so far. Yeah, it wasn't quite an, an outside set or a middle set, but DeShane came sprinting in almost right on top of Hooker, and he slammed it into the middle of the Huskies' defense. Big kill for Jordan DeShane. He's back at the baseline to serve. Hits this one into his own net. Side out here for Saskatchewan. Finds himself up again early in the set. We'll see if they're able to maintain that lead. The set count went 3-1 last night in favor of UBC. 1-0 here tonight for the Thunderbirds. Sent across there by Frazier. Set from Hooker to Murray. Murray seems to hang there in air. He's a very tall presence to start with and has some pretty good hops on top of that. He's had a very strong game so far. So far surpassing his average of kills per set. That was his fourth of the game already. The smash from Mickleberry off the hands of the Huskies again and it hits the ceiling. It's Mickleberry responsible for both ceiling shots, I believe. Brar-esque, really. Nick Mickleberry got the ace and locked things up now at five in the second set. The all or nothing approach doesn't prevail on the second attempt as he sends that one beyond the baseline. Service error gives the ball back to Mason Scott of the Saskatchewan Huskies. Scott coming in at 6-7. Drops that one nearly under the hands of Lou. Mickleberry just able to tip it over. Gavlis recollects. Mortensen now. Joust at the net. Sanoski overpowering. The ball was leaning towards the Saskatchewan side. Gave Sanoski the advantage and was able to come away with some points to show for it. Sanoski, the biggest player on the court at 6'8", and if there's a joust right at the top of the net, he's gonna be the one favorite to get it like he did there. Scott shooting his straight serve too far. Side out here for the Thunderbirds. Both teams struggling with service errors. They both have five, uh, twice as many as they each have aces. Continuation of the problems both teams faced last night. 
I remember the last volleyball game that I called. It was the most service errors that I had ever seen in a single game. As Sanoski blowing a rifle right down the middle of the Thunderbird defense. His third kill in the game on just his fourth attempt to go along with two aces and two digs and a block. Strong performance from the big man so far. It's Mortensen now at the service line. But that last game that I called, I remember it was something ridiculous, like 50 total combined service errors between the two teams. You were here with me, Jake. Yeah, it was it a was crazy night. Definitely close to 50. <laughs> I think that must be a record. We have to look into it. That time, point awarded here. We'll have some talk here with the official. Tyson Smith goes over to chat. Mortensen also looking to see what the ref had to say. It looks like the, the point, point will still be awarded to Saskatchewan. No yellow cards after that encounter. Saskatchewan with a 9-6 lead here in the second set as they look to even up the match and get off this four-game losing streak they're on. Mortensen back here to serve. The bullet right down the middle is let go by Smith smartly as it goes out of bounds. Number 15, Mr. Murray will be back to serve here for the Thunderbirds after the side out. Sends it across, handled by the libero wall. Mortensen rejected by Michael Dauhaniuk at the net, and that was the solo block he was looking for. We saw a play very similar to that in the first set where Mortensen was isolated one-on-one -on -one with Dauhaniuk. First time he easily got the kill. This time Dauhaniuk got all of that one and sent it right back for the Thunderbirds point. That vertical leap he has paying off greatly for him on that last block. Comes Gerard Murray again with the serve. Again handled by the libero wall of the Huskies. Saladana gets it across. Mickleberry did a nice job keeping that one for an opportune play for the Thunderbirds coming through with the kill. Nice job there by Michael Dalhania. Back-to-back plays for the rookie himself. Nine all now after Dalhania has put a couple points up for the Thunderbirds. CJ Gavlis ending the run. Setters dump. No one was in the vicinity. That was an extremely quick switch there from Gavilis looked like any other play, but he quickly flipped the script by dumping it right in the center line. No Thunderbirds even reacted to that before it hit the ground. The center Gavilis is just six foot one on the roster, but he's deceptively able to get up pretty high. He's challenging for all of these on the double blocks. Huge kill there from Nick Mickleberry of the Thunderbirds. However, point will be awarded to Saskatchewan. Just missed the near sideline on the cross court hit it a little bit too long. Brief complaints from UBC, but they'll get on with it as they're down two once again. Nine to 11 here in the second set. They took the first one, UBC that is. Back row set for Colton Liu. We've seen it before in this match. Does it again. Huge back row attack from the second year. He was pretty invisible for uh, this, this set up until then. That's just his fourth kill of the game after a great 17 last night, but though he only has four, he's still doing it on great efficiency. Ben Hooker, who has 17 assists on the night already, the setter, slams it across, jousts to the net, Gavlis won again, even though he's not the biggest presence, he's really getting up, miscommunication between the Thunderbirds, that was Hooker and Mickleberry 
And you wonder if you can just chalk that one up to inexperience playing with each other on the court. That play and that point for Saskatchewan was all CJ Gavlas. He went up for the joust. All six of one of them up against 6'6 six, six Jordan DeShane. Won that, then got up for a block, which ended up Thunderbirds miscommunication and a point for Saskatchewan. Great play from the Husky center. Gavlas also has nine assists so far on the night. Hooker, quick set for DeShane. Getting up that time was Scott. He got the block himself. Gavlas now set over for Frazier. He couldn't find open court. Mickleberry also is dug out nicely by the Saskatchewan side. Play is whistle dead. Ball handling violation here against the Huskies awards the point to the UBC side. Gavlas put a little bit of a foot wrong there. Double touch on that one. Back to service, Dalhaniak. Seems to have picked up some steam as of late after a rocky first set. That one is sent across cleanly. Gavlis again, that quick setter's dump. The reaction time of Gavlis to get up and dump that across, it seems that none of the Thunderbirds expect it's coming. Yeah, he's if you saw, Did you see on the replay there, he actually just uses his left hand. He doesn't even wait to have his right hand as part of the play. Incredible reaction speed for Gavlis. He's feeling it. So far as he nearly drops that one down for the ace, was incredibly close, but just past the baseline. Dalhanek seems to have given up on it about halfway when it had entered the Thunderbird territory. And indeed, that one was very near to the line. Jordan DeShane now clips the top of the tape, but still does make it over. It seemed that Gavlis tried to get off the set, but he had maybe tripped over his own feet before he fed the ball to Scott, who then kicked it much too deep. Scott was very frustrated with himself after that one. He had a, Scott had a strong game last night, season high five blocks. He's averaging three and a half kills, three and a half blocks over his last five games. Locked at 13 here. DeShane again clicks the top of the tape. Big block here from Mickleberry and Gerard Murray. The new Thunderbird presences in the starting rotation have paid off dividends. Mortensen has been held without a kill here in this second set. Jordan DeShane again serving. Maybe playing with fire a bit too much. Kept clipping the top of the tape. That time hits it into the net. Side out here and the, the serve will go to the Huskies. Frazier. Colin Frazier in his fifth year. This is his final year of play. That time Gerard Murray trying to drop it in. Can't find the near side line. 14-15 now. Saskatchewan regained the lead here. Just one away from the technical. Frazier, jump spin serve into his own net, giving you two of Mickleberry cleanly. The second is clean for the Thunderbirds. And cross, it was collected. Nice job by Gavlis just to get it, but ending. Gerard middle, an absolute bomb right into the heart of the Husky defense. That'll take us to the technical here in the second set. 
Thunderbirds, I mentioned right before, not quite as clean, but they seem to still maintain this lead some way or another. They're doing just enough. And a big reason why they've been able to stay ahead of Saskatchewan here is because Dylan Mortensen has been invisible here in this second set. He's now hitting uh, 0 5 9 for the game. He, in, coming into tonight, he's hit below 200 five of his last six. And that inefficiency has continued as he has five kills and four attack errors so far tonight. Sanofsky, inefficient, four kills on five attacks. Mirror image of Colton Liu in the Thunderbirds, who's also been very quiet this set. He has four kills on just five attacks, while Mickleberry, Murray, Deshane, and Dalhanyuk have taken the offensive reins uh, here in the second set. Thunderbirds have seven total blocks compared to just forces Saskatchewan. We saw some big ones by Michael Dalhanyuk at certain points. Those seem to have given a team that often relies on the the big moments in a game, that little bit of momentum, which is maybe why they hold a slim lead here, 16-15. We return to action here at War Memorial Gym. You're listening to CITR 101.9 or Canada West TV, Jacob Aaron, Jake McGrail. Nick Mickleberry slamming that one into his own net, giving the ball right back to Mason Scott. More service errors. As Mickleberry's third service error of the game, tied for a game high with DeShane, who also has three. Meanwhile, for the Huskies, every player who has played for them so far tonight has at least one service error. Scott did get it across cleanly. Meanwhile, Mickleberry tries to send a cross-court shot with a lot of power behind it, but it sails long long and wide. He's had, Mickleberry's had a rough night from an efficiency standpoint. Six kills, game high, as well as two blocks, but also five attack errors and three service errors. Mason Scott again gets it across. Colton Liu is blocked at the net. Dalhaniuk dove to keep the ball up in the air. Nice job up at the net by the Saskatchewan side. Saskatchewan playing very big. Sanofsky and Scott both with very strong challenges. Gotta love that replay. Such an interesting angle. We don't usually see that here on Canada West. Hooker, a setter's dump. Maybe taking notes from Gavlis. Hooker has definitely had uh, the lion's share of the uh, setter's duty so far. That was the first kill of the game that for the Thunderbirds that he's not assisted, mainly because he was the one that got it. Serve from Lou goes long. And the Thunderbirds are giving opportunities to the Saskatchewan side to take the second set. It's not that Saskatchewan's putting up many of their own points. 17-19 now, Thunderbirds are trailing. Second set of action, Mortensen, who's been quiet, makes his name heard with a service ace. It took a few seconds for the officials to call that last one, but they did indeed award the ace to the Husky side. That's big for Mortensen. He had five aces and two service errors on opening weekend of the season, but coming in tonight, since that opening weekend, just four aces and 25 service errors. Mortensen almost gets another ace, dug out nicely by Smith. Mickleberry is just going to kick it across here. Free ball for the Husky side. Sanoski smashes it off the fingers, and you hope everyone up at the net's all right. Sanoski put a lot of power behind that one, and the ball flew up into the stands a good 25, 30 rows. Yeah, it's not often you see a ball get blocked all the way, two-thirds of the way up the stands, but that was evidently a lot of power from Dalton 
Stanoski, as he's had a very efficient game so far. His fifth kill on an 833 hitting percentage, along with a game high three blocks. After the Saskatchewan side gave away a first set lead, they seem to be maintaining a late lead here after the Thunderbirds had actually came back and rallied. It seemed that the Thunderbirds were gaining some momentum and all of a sudden they started to lead to their own self-destruction by committing a bunch of service errors and some mental blunders. And that's why Coach Hawkins has called a timeout now as the Thunderbirds leave the huddle. We'll have to see if they're able to rebound and make another push here in this set to try and take a 2-0 lead over the Saskatchewan. Compared to the first set, the same amount of attacking errors, six, but the kill count's very different. Thunderbirds put up 14 in that first set. Here so far, just seven. Sent across by Mortensen. We resume action here at War Memorial. Gerard Murray comes up big again for the Thunderbirds, right in the middle. It seems that he doesn't even put it down with a lot of authority. He just knows where the open spot is. He seems to analyze the court very well. He's got great wingspan. He's able to get almost vertically up over the ball, allowing his attacks to send almost straight down into that front court area. He's now got a game high, six kills. Murray with the serve across. Saldana is rejected. Gablis did a great job. Gablis has been fantastic for this Husky side. Huskies do lose the point. But Gavlis is keeping them in this game. Yeah, Saladana not had a great performance so far. For the first three weeks of the season, he played only one set total, but with the absence of Connor Murray recently, he started most of the last few games. Tonight, only one kill and one attack error for him. Not what you'd want. Shooting themselves in the foot are the Thunderbirds. Gerard Murray into his own net. 19-22, advantage Saskatchewan. Now in possession of the serve. It will be Aiden Sal Saladana back here for the Huskies. From Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. It's his hometown. Seems that we're having a timeout. Late call here by the head coach. Seems that a yellow card will be awarded here to the presumed Captain Mortensen. I believe that the officials didn't want to give the timeout because the head coach had attempted to call it too late. So then when head coach Nathan Bennett sent over Mortensen, Mortensen was penalized with the yellow card. Well, Saskatchewan's got to get one of their players off the court right now before play can resume. Or we'll see if the officials will grant them the timeout. It is Scott that leaves the court and looks like we'll be able to get back underway here. Saskatchewan up 22 to 19 as they look to even up this match. So awarded the substitution and a yellow card. It's a give and take. And it seems that the head official might not be too pleased with the near side, the near side officiator as maybe, I feel like that's not how it should happen. Definitely a bit awkward, almost an impromptu timeout here for Coach Bennett as he gathers Mortensen, Fraser, Sanoski, and the rest of his players over by the near side, and they're now getting a talking to from the near side official. It seems that you would have to take, I indeed, Scott is coming back on, as I think he had to remain on the court for the play. And Coach Bennett tried to insert the libero wall back into the game. It might have also been the rotation that was out of order, which the officials were trying to ensure was correct. Nevertheless, we're back underway here. Lou from the back court. Play was marked dead. 
Saskatchewan awarded the point here. Violation of some kind. We're not sure whether it was Lou called for a violation on the backboard attack or whether it was Mercury DeShane up at the net who were called. I think it was Lou who might have stepped on the attack line, on the front row line rather, negating whatever he was able to produce afterwards. Timeout taken here by the Thunderbirds who really need to get things rolling. They're just two points away from losing the second set, 19 to 23, trailing four. They have not played well so far. Statistically, Saskatchewan deserves the second set. Thunderbirds with two players, Mickleberry and Dalhania, really struggling from an efficiency standpoint. Mickleberry with a zero in his hitting percentage. Dalhania at negative 100. Murray and Lou both been hitting north of 500, but they have not been able to get as involved in the offense. On the other side, Walt Mornson has struggled with sub 100 hitting percentage. Tanoski and Gavlas have really picked up the slack in that regard. Dauhaniak nearly costing his team the point, and Gavlis will make sure that they do indeed pay for their mistake. Dauhaniak nearly had a service reception again. Gavlas has been a very opportunistic player tonight in terms of getting his kills, four kills on just five attacks, mainly feeding off the straps that UBC presents to him. It was a party ball for him. Back at the other end, Thunderbirds were looking for the roof call. Ben Hooker pointed towards the ceiling. It seemed that play had almost stopped, but there was no whistle from the officials. Nevertheless, there was a later net violation called. Confusion yeah. on both sides. Quite a few members of the crowd jumped out of their seats, pointing to the ceiling. It looked like it might have almost grazed it. But nevertheless, UBC will have to get four straight points to save off a set loss here. Zach Johnson has entered specifically for a serving. Johnson now in, resumes as the setter, and does a great job rotating in right away, right through the middle. Who else than Jordan DeShane? Johnson started the first couple games of the season before Hooker took his spot as Maine's uh, setter, but Johnson is still finds his way into most games through his serving capabilities. Zach Johnson, 6'1", second year setter from Langley. We saw action in just seven sets last year. He did record six assists during his minimal time on court in the previous season. He started the first four games of the season, but since then has trended towards last year's numbers and started to see minimal play time. You mentioned Hooker. He's more than doubled the assists per set production of Zach Johnson. And Hooker with only over 20 assists, rather, so far tonight. His counterpart, Gavlas, only 10 assists so far, but who does have four kills. And is, as we've mentioned multiple times, he's really been the key momentum swinger for the Saskatchewan side, their center. Resuming action, Thunderbirds are gonna have to rattle off three straight points to keep their second set hopes alive. Johnson sends across a beauty. It is handled well by the Husky side. Frazier from the far end of the court. Bit of a miss bump there. Zach Johnson will be penalized for reaching over the net. He tries to tell the official otherwise. That won't change their minds, and the second set will end with a reaching violation on Johnson. And so now we are at 1-1 for the match. Saskatchewan has managed to tie it up, although given how their season has gone so far, it's not a good sign that they've lost one set as all three of their wins have been sweeps. 
every game that they've given up a set loss, they've lost in the end. So we'll see if the Huskies are able to reverse that trend or whether UBC will be able to rebound after this set loss and recover. Taking, taking a look around the league at the other games happening in Canada West, Winnipeg and Calgary both recorded home sweep, something UBC was not able to do. Winnipeg swept Mount Royal, Calgary swept Manitoba, and UBC's sister school, UBC Okanagan, is also in action. They're at home, but they are down early, 1-0 to Brandon. McEwen and Thompson Rivers also going to get underway here tonight. Meanwhile, it's locked at one set apiece here at War Memorial Gym. UBC women's volleyball had swept earlier tonight. They went perfect 6-0 in set count over the weekend. Meanwhile, the Thunderbirds are trying to claim the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back wins, which would push them to a three-game win streak if they can pull off the win later tonight here. We're going to take a quick break and be right back to you in just over three minutes.
up at the net with some blocking. We've also seen some setters dumps from him and some great digs. And Mickleberry again struggling at the service line. Another error from him there as his counterpart, the other number 10, Colin Frazier, heads to the line. It seems that since I mentioned that game with the record, well, my hypothetical record for service errors, that's all that we've been seeing on the court as yet another one is traded off here. That's, that's I might have jinxed it. It's now three straight getting flashbacks now. Four to five, trading some service errors here early in this third set. Thunderbirds are trailing. Colton Liu will try and break the streak. That one is handled by Frazier. Near side Saladana over the hands of Hooker. Looks like Tyson Smith got reprimanded there from the officials. He kicked the ball back over to the Husky side in frustration. Got a bit of a bit of a dirty look from the head line judge. Sanoski now serving. Mason Scott will take a seat. Sanoski sending that one across. Seen that Mickleberry was set up, but Lou opted to take it. Dauhaniak from the far side. Collected by the Huskies. Teardrop doesn't fall in. Ben Hooker up at the neck, goes for the joust. Off of the fingertips of Saladana getting the white. Nice job by Ben Hooker. Saladana looked frustrated with himself after that one. He had the size advantage, but he allowed Hooker to use his size against him as the UBC setter knocked it off his opponent's hands and down onto the court for a UBC point. Gerard Murphy. Murray with the serve now for the Thunderbirds. Set there, missed time by Saladana. The one-timer from Lou in the back row drives it into his own net, can't come away with the pipe. He's struggled with his back row attacks, which have become a staple of his game. He's had a couple errors on them, and on that one, he just hit it straight into the net. Jump spin serve here for Mortensen, who's been quiet as of late. Set from Hooker to Dalhaniuk. And when Dalhaniuk can get up and find his kills to the backcourt, that's where he's proven to be most effective. Does just that on that last play. Comes away with the kill. Dalhaniuk's done a bit of everything this game, both in positive and negative respects. But overall, he's had a solid contribution to his UBC team. Hooker nearly coming away with the ace. Free ball now for the Thunderbirds. Quick set between Hooker and Deshane. A great look for Jordan Deshane, number eight there. Another big kill through the middle. His fifth kill of the game, he's up to hitting right around 500 to go along with a couple of blocks. Strong play from the third year outside hitter. Ben Hooker back, teams locked at seven in this third set of action. Nice dig there by Frazier to keep that play alive. Again, the libero that time, Wall keeping alive for the Saskatchewan side. Joust at the net. Jordan Deshane will be charged with a center line infraction. Point will be awarded here to Saskatchewan. Very active play there from Deshane. He got up with Dahania for one block, got up with Hooker for a deflection, and then nearly got a kill, but it just extended his arm a little bit too much. Sent across by Saladana. Quick set to Deshane this time. It didn't even look like that one made it through. It was so quick. Big kill again from Deshane right through the, the heart of this Saskatchewan defense. 
hit it right against Fraser, Fraser there, and it dropped. And Thunderbird's doing a good job of feeding DeShane. Big Man is really providing energy here in this third set. Dauhania extends it across, handled by Wall. Set from Gavilis, near side there for Frazier, off of Tyson Smith. Frazier getting more involved here in this third set. That's his fifth kill of the game to go along with three assists and a block. Back for the Huskies is number four, who's recently coming into the game, Cold Cody Caldwell. Fourth year, standing at six foot five from Reston, Manitoba. Dauhaniuk hits it into his own net. Point awarded here for the Saskatchewan side. Caldwell now at the service line. It's his first appearance in uh, over two weeks. Caldwell, maybe a bit of rust showing, hits it into his own net. He's another player uh, who started a few games early on in the season but has been phased out of the lineup as he now goes back to the bench. Saskatchewan, much like UBC, hasn't started the year all that strong. On the year, they're sitting at just three and six, seventh in Canada West, just better than the UBC's two and seven. Mortensen tried to tip it over. Mickleberry just able to get it back for the Huskies. This time, the Huskies prevail, getting under the hands of an outstretched Jordan DeShane. As Fraser, once again, he's got three kills already in this third set, doubling the amount that he collected through the first two. He now has the most on his team, equaling DeShane, Mickleberry, and Murray for UBC. All four of them have six kills tonight. Handled there by Dauhaniuk. A long set to Mickleberry. It was almost overset by Ben Hooker. Frazier slams it off the hands of Mickleberry, then tips off the fingers of Tyson Smith, comes away with the kill. Yeah, he's definitely come alive here in this set, the fifth year outside hitter from Saskatoon, doing it for his hometown team. In this third set, Saskatchewan has boosted their play in a big way, no attack errors so far, five kills for them. Meanwhile, the Thunderbirds are still in the negative. They've been trending downward the first set, they started off great, 14 kills, six errors, respectively great, not incredible. Then in the second set, nearly a zero, Nine kills to seven errors put them at a 083 hitting percentage. Now in this third set, committing more errors than kills, six to five. And the two teams definitely trending in opposite directions as this game goes on. They're fairly even in number of categories. That both teams have five blocks. Both of them have three aces around the same number of service errors as well. Really struggling both teams from the service line. UBC slightly more digs and a uh, few more kills, but also, as you mentioned, a lot more attack errors. Here on Pride Night, coming out of the timeout from head coach of UBC, Mike Hawkins. Saskatchewan leading this third set 12 to nine. Serve coming across there from Gavlis. Far side line shot by Lou. The line judge raising the flag, the official awarding the points to Saskatchewan Lou, not too happy with that. He thought he came away with it. But unable to get anything going, he's got now one kill and three attack errors in these past two sets after a very strong first set. Lou again, maybe a rebuke to your recent comment, punctuating a huge kill right through the court, the cut shot driving through Saskatchewan. Yeah, quite the reverse jinx from me, I guess, as 
Lou gets back on the board with a thunderous cross-court attack, and Regeer re-enters the game with the express intent to serve. Joel the Rejector, as he's aptly named here, usually known for his blocking skills, but has changed roles in his veteran year, his fifth year here. Now through the middle, Gerard Murray putting up another point here for the Thunderbirds. Murray, seven kills on just nine attacks. He's now equaled Fraser for Saskatchewan, both of them with seven kills for their respective team's leads. Thunderbirds still trailing in this third set, 11 to 13. Set count is tied up at one apiece. Joel doing a nice job with the float serve across, keeps it alive. The big man kept it alive, but then Gerard Murray Miscue up at the net, can't get it across. I mentioned earlier this game how Murray's attacks often look like they're going straight down. Well, he did it again, but the only problem was that he was standing five feet back from the net and hit it straight down onto the UBC side. Back for the Huskies is Frazier. Jump spin serve for him. Tyson Smith did all he could to handle it correctly. Joel, had, Joel Regeer had to just poke it over. Nice block there by the Thunderbirds between Murray and Hooker. They can't get it this time. However, Hooker sets for Lou, who's blocked at the net by Mortensen, who's all fired up. Sanoski was in the area as well. Mortensen especially fired up after that one. You can understand that given how he struggled this game, still stuck on five kills, hitting below uh, 0 0.50 on his hitting percentage. That was his second block of the game. And looks like his uh, streak of double-digit kills might be in jeopardy. Colin Frazier sent across the serve. Thunderbirds did collect. Nice dig. Part of UBC sending back the double block. Colton Liu and Gerard Murray. Teaming up to give Mortensen a bit of, of a taste of his own medicine right there. Stopping the, temp the technical timeout at least temporarily as UBC is stuck 3-15 to 12. If you're tuning into CITR 101.9 or Canada West, this is Canada West Volleyball Action. Thunderbirds tallying another point, keeping away the technical. This is reminiscent of the second set where UBC was doing all they could to really fight off of, fight against their own errors all set. Jake Bear and Jake McGrail providing this Canada West Volleyball Action on Pride Night here at War Memorial Gym. Backside here from Gavlis. Poked across there by Saldana. Thunderbirds off to the other side of the court for Dalhania. Net violation called here against the Huskies. Thunderbirds will be awarded the point. You mentioned how Regeer is known for his blocking ability, but instead of blocks, he's provided a couple of very key digs here for UBC big men getting down and dirty in order to keep play alive for the Thunderbirds. Colton Liu serving it across, handled there by Wall. Sanoski, that'll take us to the technical as the UBC crowd started to get quite excited and loud for a while. They quieted down after that latest kill from Dalton Sanoski. At the technical now, two point advantage for the Huskies. Sanoski, another uh, Husky who was pretty quiet in this third set up until that point. His sixth kill of the game, but it was really the Colin Fraser show for most of that uh, most of that set there, he now has seven kills on the match, four here in this third set, only halfway through it. He could really rocket up his kill count if he keeps playing like he has. He's also, he's also chipped in three assists and 
four digs on the night. Saskatchewan as a team playing a much cleaner set than UBC so far. They haven't really added to their kill count since we last analyzed it. Five kills, just one error now for them. UBC hasn't been able to really pick up the amount of errors that they've been committing. They've been shooting themselves in the foot since that second set. And they haven't found the magic potion to really cure them of that illness. Yeah, UBC double Saskatchewan's attack errors for the game now, 22 to 11. They're hitting 123 as a team. Saskatchewan not too much better at 182, but it's been enough to nudge them just ahead of UBC for now with a two point advantage. Here in the technical timeout and a potentially crucial third set right here as both teams looking to take a two to one advantage heading into the fourth set. With all these attack errors, the only thing that the Thunderbirds do have going for them are these digs that they're getting out of unconventional players. It's really helped them keep plays alive when on other moments in the game, they've limited their capacity to put points on the board. Back in action here, Thunderbirds trying to drop in a few different roll shots. Nothing prevails. So Michael Dalhania goes for the slam. He's rejected by the double block of the Huskies. Dalhania again pushes it over this time. A beautiful shot, finds a seam in the Husky defense, past the outstretched hand of the backcourt, Colin Frazier. Thunderbirds had four attacks on that possession. All four went to the far side. All four went to Michael Dalhaniak. Three of them were initially blocked by Saskatchewan, but that fourth one managed to find a seam in the backcourt for a crucial UBC point. Gerard Murray sending that one across. Near side for Saladana. Huge block there by Hooker and Deshane. Hooker is pumped up right now. Very, very emotional and very excited on the court. He's definitely feeling it. Very strong game for Hooker. 29 assists, six digs, two blocks for him. He's been very strong performance. Both setters doing a great job. As you saw in the replay though, it was Deshane who got the majority of that ball. Hooker just being in the vicinity. That ball was struck so hard, I thought it was coming up to the broadcast booth up here. With taking quite of the shot, that ball managed to hit both the ceiling and fly multiple rows up into the crowd. Huge kill there for Saskatchewan. Retaliating to the recent point there from the Thunderbirds. Another yellow card will be awarded here, this time to Joel Regeer. Not exactly sure what he was complaining about. He was the one that ball hit off of before it hit the ceiling. Looking for any way that they can get points on the board. Maybe he was asking for a net violation, who knows. Nevertheless, one point advantage here for the Saskatchewan side, 17-16 in the third set of play. It's knotted up at one set apiece. Currently serving is Dylan Mortensen. It's gonna take a few more seconds before he puts the ball across. Mortensen, five attack errors on the day now after starting off very hot in that first set. This time does send it across cleanly. Setters dump. Ben Hooker. We saw Gavlis pull it off a few times for the Huskies in the earlier sets. Hooker seems to have been taking some notes. He's done it few times himself tonight. Yeah, Hooker, his third kill of the game, looking to maybe match Gavlis, who has four of his own. Jump spin serve here for Ben Hooker. Dug out nicely there by Dalton. Back at the far side of the court, Thunderbirds coming off with a huge strike, getting them the kill. 
Mortensen hit that one directly into the net. Looks like UBC might have gone hand on it, but instead the ref called a four-touch since the ball went directly off the net back into the hands of Mortensen. Ben Hooker, another jump serve. That one just too far. Frazier and Saladana smartly letting that one go. Hooker joining the service error party, the sixth Thunderbird player to record a service error in this game. They now have 11 compared to Saskatchewan, 12. Ben Hooker set there for Regeer. Locked at the net, but Gavlis knew he touched it. Net violation will give UBC the point. They're getting some breaks here late after they committed a slew of errors really throughout the second and third sets themselves. Some sloppy play from both teams here in this third set, leaving the door open for both of them, <laughs> really helping each other out right now. Dalhaniak will take a seat, bring in setter and serve specialist Zek Johnson. Johnson sending it across, slammed at the net. That one came in hard from Cody Caldwell, who hasn't seen much playtime, as you mentioned, Jake. Back at the near side, Frazier keeping it alive. Nice job by Ben Hooker. Colton Liu now, far side of the net. Officials award the point here to the Huskies. Again, as Colton Liu smashed it much too far. Again, some arguments from the Thunderbirds for a deflection, but no going from the referees. And this game is now tied 19-19 to here in this third set. Caldwell, who provided a offensive blast just a set ago, gets the serve across. It was a beauty offering a party ball back on the Saskatchewan side there for Colin Frazier, who puts it away. Nobody in the vicinity of the far side backcourt. That might be the easiest kill Frazier gets all season. Didn't even have to jump for that one, just casually knocked it to the wide open UBC backcourt off that miscue from the Thunderbirds. Again, sent across from Caldwell. Kept alive by the Thunderbirds. Seems that Caldwell is providing some momentum here for the Huskies from the service line. As he and the Saskatchewan side again come away with a point, forcing the Thunderbirds and head coach Mike Hawkins to take a timeout, now trailing two late in the third set. Now, an interesting thing to note, neither team is doing particularly well offensively. Both teams committing a lot of errors. Besides the two setters, Gavlas and Hooker, there are only four players in this whole game hitting above 100. Murray and DeShane on the side of the Thunderbirds, and then Fraser and Sanofsky on the side of the Huskies. Mortensen, Saladana, Scott among those struggling Saskatchewan, while Mickleberry, Dalhaniak, and Lou have racked up a combined 18 attack errors for the Thunderbirds. It's been all kinds of errors for both teams, but especially the Thunderbirds, 22 attack errors as a team. There have also been three reception errors in addition to 10 serve errors for Saskatchewan. It's been 12 attack errors, 12 serve errors, and three reception errors as well. A game riddled with errors, really, is what it comes down to. We return to action here at War Memorial. Colton Liu finally getting a point back for his stat sheet. Strong kill from him on the line shot on the far side of the court. Yeah, two Huskies got their hands on that one. Neither of them were able to control it, and UBC cuts the deficit to one here late in the third set. Jordan DeShane serving for the Thunderbirds. Miscue there. Really, the Saskatchewan side's lucky that ball was kept alive. Colton Liu making sure it doesn't continue. 
big back-to-back -back kills for him. And they won't count on the stat sheet as a reception error, but Aiden Saladana made a bit of a mess of that one. The ball ricocheted from his arms off his face before Huskies had to give uh, Thunderbirds basically a free ball, which Lou took advantage of. Jordan DeShane is locked up at 21 now. He's got them back into this game. Near side though, Frazier. The lead is now given back to the Huskies. Frazier has stepped up in a huge way here for Saskatchewan in this third set. Yeah, Mortensen has really faded in terms of contribution to the offense, but Colin Fraser has stepped up in a big way with a game-high eight kills. Gavlis sending across the float serve. Set there from Hooker. Lou trying to drop it in. Snuffed out by the Saskatchewan side. Free ball here for the Thunderbirds. Near side, Joel Regeer slams it. Nice job though, keeping in the air. Tyson Smith keeps that one alive. And Lou of the Thunderbirds did all he could to keep it in play. But the slam off of Tyson Smith's hands goes too far. Point awarded to Saskatchewan. Both Smith and Lou made great efforts on that one, but that was such a powerful attack there from Saskatchewan. Now a 23 to 21 lead. Saskatchewan look, looking to close out this set. Set here from Hooker, far side for Lou. Rejected at the net by Mortensen, but it was out of play. Getting the wipe in an unconventional manner. It was not a convincing wipe from Lou as both. Well, he was uh, going for the cut shot across court. Yeah, both Sandowski and Mortensen got all of that one, but luckily for the Thunderbirds, it dropped just out of play. Regeer back to serve for the T-Birds. Handled there by Fraser. Near side now, Mortensen still can't find a kill. Lou, he's blocked in play this time by Sanoski. Sanoski with that one. Fraser also getting involved there. The two of them have been the driving force for Saskatchewan this set, along with, of course, the strong play of CJ Gavles. Now a set point for the Huskies. 22 24, Thunderbirds. Looking very similar to that second set of play. However, this time throwing the ball too far is the Husky side giving the ball back to Colton Liu. Was a chance to get UBC back into this third set. They need this next point if they want to stay alive. Timeout has been called by Coach Bennett. Very, very crucial point here. If Saskatchewan gets the next point, they will win the set 25-23 and take a two to one set lead overall. But if UBC it manages to get this next point, then we will get some extra volleyball here. Free volleyball. In the fourth set, not rather the third set. It'll it, be it would have been the fourth set if it wasn't free volleyball, you're right. Yes. <laughs> Instead of a first to 25, it'd be a first to whoever gets a two point lead. Two point advantage needed if both teams are locked at 24. For Thunderbirds strategy, do you leave Lou in, do you think, to serve? Uh, he hasn't been one of the main culprits for the service errors. It's been more DeShane and Mickleberry who have been on and off. Lou does not have an ace yet. Only he does have one service error. But just getting the ball across is the is the key part here. I wouldn't imagine he's going specifically for an ace. Lou does indeed get it across cleanly. Gavlis quick set there. Sanoski says hello and goodbye. That's the end of the third set. After falling 
Two straight wins have been rattled off by Saskatchewan to give them a two to one set count lead now heading into this fourth set. Thunderbirds seemed to be on track to get the sweep here at War Memorial on Pride Night, but now not looking so much in their favor. Definitely, definitely in question now that Saskatchewan has taken this commanding two to one lead. Thunderbirds will have to rattle off two straight set victories if they are to record their third win in a row. Meanwhile, Saskatchewan desperate to get off of this uh, this poor run of form they're currently on and finally get back into the winning column after four straight losses. Dalton, Dalton Sanoski of the Saskatchewan team has put up 10 and a half points this game, contributing also six kills on the night, has committed no errors, also has two aces and four blocks. Did a really big job there at the end, right through the middle, punctuating with another kill. Also, Colin Frazier stepped up in a big way. We mentioned how Dylan Mortensen has regressed in terms of production, but it's nice to see that these other two players have stepped up to contribute to the Husky side. And Thunderbirds, it's all about whether they can get their offense as efficient as it was in that first set. A lot of players struggling with attack errors. Murray and DeShane, the only players, along with Hooker on a couple of setter dumps that have been able to shake off this run of uh, error-prone volleyball. Lou, Jahanyak, Mickleberry, all of them struggling with hitting percentages either in the negatives or just in the positives. Pride night crowd seems to have quieted down. Some of the folks exiting here tonight, maybe not thinking that the outcome of UBC's future is looking too positive. I mean, hopefully you wouldn't exit. It's not over. It's, it's not over. It's all, it's all the way over. over. Yeah. Yogi Berra. Thunderbirds, they're not in a good spot to be sure, but neither team has played well enough that you can count either of them out of this one. After Nick Mickleberry, let's talk about his performance. He put up some pretty good numbers in the past. He's hitting right around 240 on the season tonight. He's committed eight attackers compared to just six kills. Jordan DeShane has stepped up, as, as has Gerard Murray, but Mickleberry, some serious regression. Meanwhile, Dalhania, it's definitely not one of his good nights. Yeah, well, Mickleberry, you mentioned how key he has been in these last two starts, these last two wins for UBC. It's probably not a coincidence that this game where he is struggling finally is a game where the Thunderbirds as a team are also struggling. And compared to last night, Colton Liu has just five kills and five attack errors. That's more than he committed in total attack errors. He actually has eight kills and seven attack errors, excuse me, on the night. But last night, he had put up 17 kills compared to just four attack errors. A big difference. Saskatchewan definitely doing a good job of zeroing in on Liu, that big front line of Sinoski, Scott, and Fraser, doing a good job of locking down the UBC attack and forcing all these errors. Coming out now of the time in between the sets, we're entering the fourth set of play here between these two sides. Saskatchewan holding the lead. I mentioned uh, the blocks. Dalton Sinoski has been the one really providing it, along with his seven kills on 778 hitting percentage. He has an incredible six blocks so far tonight. That's by far a game high. Starting off things in this fourth set of play is Gerard Murray of the Thunderbirds as he serves it across. Reception error on the libero. The defensive specialist himself, Dryden Wall, can't keep it in the air. 
That'll be an ace for Murray. It looks the same on the stat sheet. It wasn't the, it wasn't the most powerful of serves. It was just trying to get across. Yeah, Wall definitely wants that one back. We'll see if he has a chance for redemption here. This time sends it to Saladana. Up at the net, the recently substituted in Cody Caldwell has made his presence felt. Thunderbirds, not really sure what to do with him. That's Caldwell's first kill in a few weeks. He started four games, but he's barely played recently. Definitely has the talent to produce. He averaged four kills a match when he did start. Gets on the board there. Hooker, a bit of a delayed jump there by Deshane. Tries to one-time it across. Gavlis goes for the setter's dump. Gets it into and under the hands of Deshane. Dalhania kicked the ball afterwards. Referee blowing his whistle a couple times, noting what Dalhania had done. Se second player to get caution for kicking the ball in frustration after Smith. Thunderbirds will see if they're able to keep their composure here. Caldwell gets this one across. Just handled there by Lou. Near side, Dalhania blocked at the net, but the wipe is effective. Gavlis kicks off his hands and into the near side crowd. Point of word to the Thunderbirds. Now with the ball for UBC is none other than the setter, Ben Hooker. 2-2 here in the fourth set of play. Thunderbirds having to win this set if they want to see a fifth and final match of play. Not a great serve there from Hooker. Hit the very bottom portion of the net. Had a lot of power, but absolutely no accuracy in that one. His setter counterpart, Gavlas, will look to show him how it's done. Gavlas gets across a nice no-spin serve. Near side now, Mickleberry, he was rejected. Even though these aren't full blocks, what they have been doing up at the net is stifling this attack for the Thunderbirds. That time, Morrison sending it across. Near side now, Mickleberry missing it. But it seems that a tip is not going to be called in their favor. They thought it was. Both sides were calling for a point there. Mickleberry, in particular, looks beside himself. Deshane actually ended up pulling him back from going to confront the referee, which is probably a smart decision given how angry and how many cards Mickleberry we've seen in cautions already. Gavlis sends that one across for Saskatchewan, who were awarded the point. And that's the better way to deal with something. Show it on the court. Dalhania coming up with a huge kill for the Thunderbirds. Dalhania back into the positives with his hidden percentage. That's his seventh kill of the match. Meanwhile, Mickleberry has now racked up nine attack errors. Dalhania with the ace. It seemed that it was going to be kept in the air. However, the Huskies unable to keep the bump originally from wall, then up. There was miscommunication between both Sanoski and Gavlis on that last play. Dalhaniak, second ace of the game. No spin from Dalhaniak. The one-timer there from Sanoski gets through the hands of the Thunderbirds blockers. Point awarded to Saskatchewan. Sanoski has been absolutely unstoppable at the net tonight. Eight kills on a cool 800 hitting percentage. Completely overpowered the Thunderbird front line there. Fraser from the service line. Smashed off the hands of Smith. Does collect it well enough for the Thunderbirds. Keeping it up in the air of the Hus Huskies. Free ball here for the Thunderbirds. Line shot there. It's kept in play on a great effort from Fraser. 
The Huskies doing all they can to keep this alive. Thunderbirds really hoping to come away with a point. And after all their extra effort, Mickleberry, the cut shot across court, awarding Thunderbirds with a kill. Saskatchewan really unlucky, not come away with the point there. Some incredible digs. Wall with a couple. Fraser diving backwards across the baseline. Gavlas dropping to the floor, but it all ended with a Mickleberry cross court kill. Deshane, his serve will go beyond the baseline. Side out here for the Huskies. Sanoski back to the service line now for the Saskatchewan side. Knuckleball serve across from Sanoski. Thunderbirds back at their front of the net. Gerard Murray putting it home. Murray with his eighth kill of the game, tying a team high with Lou. Fraser has the game high still with 10 on a 500 hidden percentage. Nick Mickleberry back to serve. He's cooled off. We'll see what he can do here. He too sends the ball too far. Side out back now for Mortensen. Mickleberry continuing to really struggle both in play and from the service line. That's his fifth service error of the night. Dylan Mortensen came out so strong out of the gates for Saskatchewan. Since then, he's needed the help of some teammates to get his, to keep the play of this Husky side in, in check. That time, again, through the middle, Gerard Murray. Nice set too, quick set there from Ben Hooker. Thunderbirds. Doing a good job of fighting back here early on the fourth set, tying at 7-7. Lou across with the serve, handled by Wall. Set by Gavlis. Saladana couldn't get it through the Thunderbird block. Again, Ben Hooker smiling at himself. But it, no matter, Dylan Morrison getting a kill back on the board for him. Cross-court shot to the backside of the Thunderbird court. That's huge for Mortensen, just his seventh kill of the game as he's battling a near negative hitting percentage. If he can finally get going again, that could be just enough to put the Huskies over the edge in this game. Aiden Saladana with the float serve. Near side, Michael Dauhaniak with the thunder strike. In terms of kills, UBC very balanced. Quite a few players sneaking up close to double digits. Though, of course, they've still been as inefficient in this set as they've been in the previous two. Now serving for the Thunderbirds is Gerard Murray. He will hit into his own net. Service error will give the ball here to the Huskies. That was not even close to making it over the neck. Murray looking very frustrated with himself as he heads off to the bench. Caldwell now with the chance to serve for Saskatchewan. Cody Caldwell from Reston, Manitoba. Set from Hooker, near side for Dauhaniak. Did he get it through? Indeed he did, through the hands of C.J. Gavlis. It's Gavlis' turn to look a little bit frustrated as he shakes his head in mild disbelief there. He Not came happy. very close to that antenna as well. Not happy that uh, that kill managed to sneak through, tie up the game once again. Ben Hooker back to serve here for the Thunderbirds. Knotted at nine in this fourth set of play. Another service error, that's been three, which has ended each of their last three possessions. Thunderbirds continue to commit errors that are unnecessary, not in the course of play on court, all from a service line. Gavlis sending it across. Smith handles the ball, but it almost hits the ceiling. 
miscue there. Jordan DeShane missed the ball entirely. That's strike one. Or strike three, I guess he was out. UBC unable to get any momentum going once again. As soon as they get a big play, seems they follow it up with an error. Gavlis across, Smith doing a better job to corral that one. Smith set here for Dalhaniak, far side. Did he catch the cross court line? Indeed he did, point awarded to UBC. Dalhaniak will now go back to serve for the Thunderbirds. Cross handled by Wall. Sanoski smashes at the net. Seems to hit into his own side or maybe the Thunderbirds got a piece of it. Nonetheless, Mortensen now adding a second kill of the fourth set to his name. Huskies retain possession of the ball. 10 to 12 in their favor. Colin Frazier with the serve. Smash handled by Lou. Dalhaniak. What a kill from the back row. You mentioned his athleticism earlier in the game. A per picture perfect example of it on that last kill. Gavlas must have thought that the ball was going to go out of play because he liter quite literally dove backwards out of the way of that one. Maybe he didn't want to be like Avery Allard in that in the women's game. In the women's <laughs> game where she got tattooed on her face from Kira Van Rijk. Thunderbirds again unable to keep the momentum going as they immediately give up another point, restoring that two-point advantage for the Huskies. Sanoski now to the service line, one of only two players, along with Dauhanyak for UBC, to have multiple aces in this game. Sanoski sends across a floater, just kept alive by Dauhanyak. Tyson Smith is gonna have to rally just to get it across. Back row smash, we mentioned the face shot. Colin Frazier hitting it off the face of Michael Dauhaniak on the other end. Now from well back in the back row from Frazier gets what I believe is his first kill of this set after a dominant third set from the fifth year player. He knocks it right off Dauhaniak's face. Head coach Mike Hawkins of the Thunderbirds taking a seemingly necessary timeout as his team is now 11 points away here from a home loss on Pride Night at War Memorial Gym. They had a 1-0 set lead coming in, have lost the last two, much in part due to a lot of service and attack errors, but really it's been the service line which has plagued them all night. Yeah, they've really been struggling. They're coming into this fourth set. They already had 11 compared to just three aces, and they've only continued to rack up more in this fourth set. They're really going to need to turn things around quickly. And rather than just getting a point or two, the big challenge for them is to see whether they can string together anything. It seems like they, all their points have been one-offs, and they immediately give the momentum right back to Saskatchewan. Coming out of the timeout, Sanoski and the Huskies, two away from the technical here. That serve again across cleanly for the Huskies. Meanwhile, Colton Lowe. Cut shot to the far side of the court. Point awarded off the nice attack there from Colton Liu, the second year. He's been very hot and cold tonight, but the few kills that he has managed to get have all been very nice to watch, very powerful. Nickelberry, a smash near joust at the net. Nice recollect there by Gavlis just to keep it in play. However, 
the attempt on attack after after that play there by Cody Caldwell went well too far. Caldwell teed up pretty nicely there, but he hit it far too long. Mickleberry just able to duck out of the way. Mickleberry with the serve again. Collected by Saladana. Mortensen. Hooker now with the set. Colton Liu is rejected. Good network here from the Saskatchewan side. There was three Huskies on that near side. Seems that they're able to read what UBC is telegraphing for them. The Mickleberry set was not great. Obviously does not have a ton of experience as a setter, but that was such a looping pass to his teammate Lou that three Huskies were able to crowd around the net, force Lou into an awkward tip shot, which led to a Mortensen kill. Mortensen is now back to serve here for the Huskies. Into his own net. He sends the ball, the side out will give UBC a chance, and it seems that the second, the third, and now the fourth sets are having very similar narratives where UBC is trying to claw their way back in near the technical, and then about three or four points after the technical, Saskatchewan has slowly built upon what was a neck-and-neck a -neck game and then built it into a lead. Joust at the net. Gerard Murray one-on-one -on -one with a much shorter Gavlis. Gavlis might have some hops, but Murray has six inches on him. Zach Johnson will now serve once again. We're tied 15-15. This will be the last point before the technical timeout, the fourth of the game. Johnson, floater across. Gavlis, setter's dump doesn't prevail. Hooker now with the set to the near side. Dalhaniuk with the kill, and it will be UBC this time going into the technical with the lead, 16 to 15. Some nice serves there from Zeg Johnson, an area that they've definitely struggled with, particularly in this fourth set of action. That's big for the Thunderbirds to enter the technical timeout and the second half of this fourth set with the lead. Big three straight points there to end it, give them a bit of momentum. Coach Hawkins definitely has something to work with now as they look to even up this match and send it to the fifth and decisive set. The Thunderbirds have three players with nine kills apiece, Gerard Murray, Colton Liu, and Michael Dauhaniak. On the other side of play, it's been Colton, or rather, it's Frazier with nine kills. Colin Frazier, not Colton Frazier. Mortensen has chipped in now six on the night, and Dalton Sinoski has stepped up, not just in offense, but he's also chipped in with blocking, but he also has six kills on the night. It's been three-pronged attacks for both sides, though. Yeah. You'd expect the three-pronged attack from Saskatchewan, Mortensen, Fraser, and Sinoski are their documented. It's their go-to. Their, uh, their, go their documented big three. For UBC, it seems to be a lot uh, more shifting from night to night in terms of uh, establishing some sort of hierarchy for this team. A smash from the back row. Colin Frazier caught off the body of Tyson Smith, who didn't know what to do with that kill. Fraser was laughing after that one. He got all of his power behind it, left uh, Smith with absolutely no hope. Saladana now serving the ball for the Huskies. Set from Hooker near Cypher, Dalhaniuk off the hands of Gavlis and an outstretched Mortensen couldn't keep it in the air. Gavlis kicking himself after that one. Yeah, he looks like he uh, punched the uh, covered the pad on the near yeah, side the, pa the pad on the near side uh, net pull in frustration after that one he's 
shown some frustration a few times in this set as UBC is managing to cling to dear life here in this match. 17-16 is the advantage right now for the Thunderbirds. Nice job there by Lou just to keep that one in play. This time to Shane tipping across. Free ball here for the Huskies. Setters dump. Gavlis is too good at that. Too good. He's been very efficient when given the opportunity. It's now six kills for CJ Gavlis. Serving for the Husky side is Cody Caldwell. Gets it across. Kept alive by Lou. To Shane, did he clip the baseline? Indeed he did. Point awarded here to the Thunderbirds. DeShane continuing to make his marking now at seven kills, the fifth Thunderbird to reach seven. Dohanyuk with a team high 13 on the other side. It's just the three-headed monster of Fraser, Mortensen, and Sanoski that's reached that seven kill mark. Fraser has 13 of his own, still hitting about 500 for the game. A lot of top spin on that serve from Ben Hooker, but it can't find its way into the court, sailed just too far, side out another service error, and it will be CJ Gavlis back to serve for the Huskies. This fourth set is knotted at 18. If the Huskies can pull off this fourth set win, that's it for the ninth. Michael Dalhania not wanting that to happen, putting it where no one on the court was for the Saskatchewan side. It was a wide open back far side of the court. Dahaniak has really come into his own this last set and a half. He now has 14 kills, and after hitting in the negatives for much of the first half of this game, he's now hitting a solid 333 to go along with two aces and six bigs. Colin Frazier, line shot. Tyson Smith, no chance. The libero, who's brought in for defense, could only stare and hope. Well, Smith's not going to be happy with his blockers on that one. Complete miscommunication by the UBC defense. There was no one challenging Fraser at the net there. He was able to slam it home. Another serve here by Fraser. Back set there for Mickleberry. Long set. It was a double set, actually, by the Saskatchewan side who come away with a monster kill. Thanks to Colin Frazier, wow. And this set's moving quickly because it's been an offensive barrage. Saskatchewan hitting 500 on the set, UBC hitting 560. Both teams racking up the kill count. And it's the visitors with a 20 to 19 lead here late. You wonder if it's too little too late for the Thunderbirds who are playing a very good fourth set. The one-timer party ball sent right back there by the Huskies. That was Saladana getting his third kill of the game. He's not had a uh, performance you want to write home about, but he comes up big right there with a great reaction off the UBC misplay. And UBC now once again stuck to a very, not a big lead, but could soon be insurmountable if Saskatchewan continues to pile on the points. It's starting to look like the second and third sets where indeed Saskatchewan started to slowly claw away right towards the end and grab a late set win. Thunderbirds are gonna have to change it up quick here if they don't want to split the series. Pride night crowd here at War Memorial, not so loud anymore during the women's game, which was a clean sweep for UBC. The crowd was active, involved, and on their feet. They were too in the first set of action, but since then, there's been a slew of errors on the court and from the service line. And here, it's been a very entertaining fourth set, a clean game at that in this fourth set that is but 
maybe too little too late where, yes, the Thunderbirds have stepped up their game, but so have the Huskies. Yeah. Been very stop start for both teams. Neither team able to grab too big of a lead, but so far Saskatchewan with the slight advantage and a two point lead will do him just fine. The kills leader, Colin Frazier with that big serve and now a huge block from Saladana. And you wonder if these last two plays from number one, Mr. Aiden Saladana, have put the Thunderbirds in a coffin. That's two blocks now on the game for Saladana and showing why he was given the start coming up clutch here in the fourth set. Colin Frazier at 15 kills now in the night. Mortensen the next closest at nine. Frazier got it across and a huge double block by Mortensen and Sanoski. Thunderbirds can't get the ball across right now. That's two straight points after that final timeout called by Coach Mike Hawkins. Four point lead now for the Huskies. They need just two more to win this match and prevent a clean sweep for both men's and women's UBC volleyball this weekend. In addition to Frazier's 15 points on the night as he slams it off of the hands of Tyson Smith, Joel Regeer misses his cross-court shot and that will put this game now at set point. But going back to Frazier, has also contributed three assists and five digs in addition to two blocks on the night. He's, he's the MVP in my mind. He's only committed one attack error. He's now got a chance to end this game first of five straight set points. Another slam, another great job by Tyson Smith just to keep it alive. The Thunderbirds and Jordan DeShane doing all they can to extend this into a fifth set of play. DeShane doing what he's done all game, right through the middle, right through the heart of this defense. DeShane now at the service line for the Thunderbirds. Clipping off the tape. Definitely unintentional. There's no reason to go for the ace when you're trailing by that. That's just got to be nerves. He's lucky that he comes away with the ace there. That's two points now racked up by Jordan DeShane. Thunderbirds need three straight points now to force some extra volleyball here in the fourth set. This crowd very quiet, save a few yells from some Saskatchewan fans. Far side, Saldana's poke is blocked away by the Thunderbirds. Both teams playing cautiously here, it seems, with the final point on the line. Colton Liu tattooing the face of Saldana, who gets up, shakes off, and tells his teammates he's all right. Coach Bennett has now called a timeout as the Thunderbirds have now ripped off a quick 3-0 run to stay alive in this one. Huskies still in pole position with two more set points to go after this timeout, up 24 to 22 on the road here. It seems that both teams have caught a second win in this fourth set after, especially the Thunderbirds, after hitting 083 in the second and then 056 in the third set, committing seven and then 12 attack errors. In the fourth set, the Thunderbirds have majorly cleaned up their game. 17 kills, just four attack errors for a 419 hitting percentage. Meanwhile, the Huskies, in that second set and then third set hit 10276 have built upon that for a 500 hitting percentage 13 kills and just one attack error here in the fourth both teams have been rolling offensively but right now it looks like Saskatchewan's got the slightest of edges over the Thunderbirds we'll see if DeShane is able to serve two more points for the Thunderbirds or if this is all she wrote for tonight we mentioned how Delhaniak was a streaky player after he started well fell off, he's now regained his composure, 15 kills and only five errors on the night. This final 
potentially final serve was sent across. Colton Liu near side, he's blocked. Joel Regeer keeping it alive on a great dig. Free ball now for the Huskies, this might be it. A slam by Mortensen. And indeed, that's all she wrote here tonight at War Memorial Gym on Pride Night. In four sets, Saskatchewan returns the four set loss that they had received last night with a win here tonight on the road, splitting the series. Thunderbird Sports don't go for a perfect win or lossless weekend. The men's volleyball team splits the series here on Pride Night, dropping it in four, four sets. Michael Dauhaniak was one of the highlights for this Thunderbird team. But what did Saskatchewan do right here tonight, Jake? Well, it's fitting that it was Mortensen who got that final kill there, his 10th of the game. He struggled all night, but he came through when it mattered most. And that was really the theme for the Huskies, while Fraser carried them offensively for most of the last three sets. They got just enough out of everyone else. Mortensen, Sinoski, especially on the defensive end, Gavlas, Saladana there late with a couple of huge plays. They all came through in the clutch and UBC, Despite that late run, they really fell apart there late in that fourth set, and that's what cost them absolutely huge victory for Saskatchewan. They're now four and six on the season. They stopped their losing streak, and they're as they're desperate to get back into the playoffs, this is a huge win for them in their season. The stat that jumps out at me that head coach Mike Hawkins is really going to talk to his team about is probably going to be attack errors. 29 for the Thunderbirds, just 14 for Saskatchewan. A differential of 15 between the two teams. That's huge. That comes down to the differences between the second, third, and fourth sets. Could have been a sweep if they had been better at limiting their attack errors. But they lost over the over the three sets they, that they did lose. They lost by a combined eight points. So those attack errors, that makes up the difference and more right there. Thank you so much for tuning in here tonight on both Canada West TV and CITR 101.9. Jacob Bear and Jake McGrail, thanks for coming on yet again. It has been a pleasure to bring you guys Canada West Volleyball Action between UBC and the Saskatchewan Huskies. Hope you guys enjoy your rest of your evening and tune back in next weekend for more.